Welcome to the Sunday Movie Marathon. I'm Max. I am Mutant. I am Good Bear, Bad Bear. It's episode 86. How the hell are we? Hot, but fine. Yeah. Hot, baby, it's hot. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, Britain yeah. can't handle this. Isn't it so lovely? It's not. It's not. It's, so, like, it's yeah. like a climate crisis, but, you know. It is. Like, it reminds me of every single, like, day this week. I keep having flashbacks to this conversation I had with this guy at the festival I was working at the other day. He was sitting on the ground with me and he was like, we're heading to a climate crisis. We're all heading going. To it. <laughs> no, he was like, we're all going to die of climate related incidents in our lifetime and probably yours as well. And I, I was like, excuse me, statement. how old do you think? I-? He was only like three years <laughs> younger than me as well. I was like, how old? That's ancient. Like, do you think I'm that ancient? No, he's like, you're going to die like right now. We're all going to die of climate-related <laughs> yeah, deaths. Is yeah. like what? And then he was like, "We need to. Uh, I want you to come join us and get yourself arrested, chain yourself to oil rigs, anything that will change the world." And part of me was like, "Hell, fucking yeah, that sounds really cool." And then part of me was like, "Wait a minute, I've got to go home and like face the real world in like two days' time." And I was like, "Oh." can't really just get arrested and <laughs> I, mean, I don't really have the time to be arrested sorry mate <laughs> how many people do you have to tie to a an oil rig before you realize that's probably not what's going to stop it Pro- probably quite a few people to be fair um <laughs> well clearly it's not stopped it yet no you keep on going mate if you think it's going to work go for it I mean, I kind of hope it does, because honestly, we need to change our ways, man. It's too hot now. I can't imagine how it's going to be in the next, like, couple decades. Hot as balls. I know. I basically died at one point this week. I went (laughs) out in Brighton on Friday night, and I stayed there overnight, and I was, like, walking around Brighton on the Saturday while hungover, and I didn't have any, like, didn't have a hat or anything, wasn't wearing sun cream. Didn't really have much water either. <laughs> Whose fault so was that? Like, I got home <laughs> true, and I basically passed fault. out. And then for like three days afterwards, I just felt really ill. That's your fault. I know you it did is. that to yourself. I'm not, I'm not denying that it's my fault. Yeah, I'm that, just saying it would have. I wouldn't have been that bad if it wasn't yeah, so that, hard. That, I loved like seeing you make shocking, just a bad decision after bad decision that I night. Know, right? <laughs> and then the following day. Like you could just go home, but no. No, man's just, oh my God. You, yeah, you're too So what much did you like, do instead of going home? Yeah, go on, Chris. Tell everyone in the world what you did. So um, I'll just start the story by describing what happened the night before. Oh, um, lovely. My plan was I was going to go to Brighton for a couple of hours for my mate's birthday. Um, the last train was at like 20 past 10. So I was like, I'll get that. Got to about 10 and it was like, I had to leave right then. And I was like halfway through my drink and I was like, fuck it. So I just stayed out, um, didn't sleep at all, just carried on drinking until like seven in the morning, went for breakfast and then decided it was a good idea to go see Minions Rise of Gru (laughs) while I was simultaneously kind of drunk and hung over. Do you know, it really, I got a good chuckle, but it also really infuriated me. Like, 
I was sitting on this chair, right? I've had about three hours sleep. I'm sleeping in a fucking tent, right? Hearing nothing but dun, 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 all night. And I was like, Chris, give me a call. I need a laugh. And when I was like, <laughs> here's what's happening in my night. Yeah, he was like, oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I just called him an idiot for going to see the Minions movie. Yeah. And one of the girls that I was working with just came out, heard me say something like, why the fuck could you spend thirteen pounds seeing the Minions movie? You yeah, fucking really don't. Yeah, it was thirteen pound a ticket. <laughs> and she just laughed and walked the fuck back so in. She was my like, original nah. plan was: there's a Cineworld in an Odeon. The Cineworld was showing um, the Sonic the Hedgehog two, and I was like, oh, I'll go see I that. I forgot that was a thing. But it yeah. was like yeah, two pound so fifty a ticket, but you had to take a child. You had to buy two tickets. It was like a fiver. But you couldn't, like it said specifically, adults cannot go without a child. But you didn't have a child. So I wouldn't have been yeah, able that's, to yeah, go. That's why he, yeah, that's why I he mean, didn't I go I probably would have gotten in. They probably wouldn't have they probably wouldn't an have, eyelid. Mm-hmm. Probably wouldn't have but I was like, I'm too drunk to deal with not being let into this movie. No. So I just bought a ticket for Minions. I don't think I was actually looking at how much it was until like afterwards. That's actually, that's actually shocking. Chris has created a new form of self-harm. Yeah, Just stay up where, all night, get yeah. absolutely shit-faced. B- decide, like, no no sleep at all, and then become no into logic, this quasi-state between being really drunk, really hungover, and insanely tired, and then go and see the Minions movie. And it wasn't and even 13 like... 13 pounds later. And the worst <laughs> thing is, it wasn't like I was just like, oh, I'll go see Minions, and I literally went, bought a ticket, and went in. I bought the ticket like two or three hours before the film actually started. That's insane. You did this instead of going home. Yeah. You were in a completely different city. It was wait a minute, ages wait away. What is yeah. it, like an hour and a half to Brighton? About an hour yeah, or so, isn't it? Yeah, like, are, you try- are you really telling me, right, you did, like, because if it was like a spontaneous decision, like you just walked past and went, fuck it, I'm going to go see the Minions. But three hours before, you could have been on a train, you could have gone home by that minioning. point. Like, <laughs> It doesn't make any sense well, I, I to me. I bought the ticket and I was like, this is going to be really funny. And then like <laughs> an hour or two later, I was like, what the fuck have I done? But I was like, it's £13. This is a lot of money just to spend on nothing. I might as well go. You should have just cut your losses. I yeah. thought about it. Really but I was like, this is the, the same cost fallacy at I, play. I actually can't believe you've done it. Like, that is some yeah. terrible life decision. Thought, was it good? Was it at least worth the, worth the money? Oh, obviously not. It was pretty abysmal. Um, I'll say it's probably better than the first Minions movie. <laughs> what a bar to say. Yeah. It's like one of the worst movies ever. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? Oh, no. There's no like, way something that could bore you to tears has got to be better than another film that's bad. You right? haven't seen the first Minions movie, have you? There are many no, reasons well, Chris, why. Yeah, we watched that movie together. Yeah, that first uh, one. Years oh, ago. was it? Is it as torturous as, as, it, as yeah. it sounds? Yeah. It's really, yeah. really bad. It was oh. horrible. Yeah, I've, I've not seen it for obvious reasons. I'm, I'm not. I don't have much life like left. You know, like I don't need this. Yeah, <laughs> I don't need to waste it. The thing with this film is it. I don't really know why it's called Minions because it's not really a Minions movie. It's like a Despicable Me movie. It's got Gru. He's a kid in the movie. It's like. Just like Despicable Me as with Gru as a kid. Still- Most of the films about Gru, like the minions are there, they're doing their normal minion shtick, like getting sucked into a toilet and their <laughs> like all their clothes being ripped off and showing off their butt. 
stuff like that. <laughs> There's a bit where they're burying someone who's faked his own death and they drop the coffin and it's filled with bananas. That's, yeah. yeah of classic, course classic it's normal classic yeah, of, of course it's filled with bananas. What else yeah, most of the film's with? literally just grew. He's trying to join this like super villain group, um, but they won't let him in. They don't tr- um, treat him seriously. And then he teams up with this old guy who got kicked out of this superhero, this super villain group, sorry. And the film's kind of all about them trying to steal this like artifact from him or something and defeat them. Oh my god, that's so awful. Well, you know, if you put minions on the, in the title, more people will probably see it, right? Because people love the minions. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying that like people don't love Despicable Me, but I think probably more people like the, the minion brand. Yeah, Maybe that's th- why they decided to call it Minions. Yeah, like, if you just called it, like, I don't know, The Rise of Gru or whatever, people would be like, who the fuck? Even though, yeah, even though they yeah. know who he is, they're going to be I like... I think people would still go, Despicable Me is still a huge yeah. franchise. Yeah, but yeah, why didn't they just make it a Despicable, Despicable Me movie? Despicable Me 4. The like, right, instead it's of like Minions a prequel. instead, yeah. You can't, you can't make it, like, 4, right? It has to be, like, because it's a prequel, Right. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I guess so. Like yeah, but they could have just Despicable called it Despicable Me, Despicable me Rise point... of Gru or something. Yeah, probably. I don't yeah, know. You could just do that. Yeah, I, I just think they just, you know, it's just it's just marketing, isn't it? It's just how they get people in the cinema, which is fine. Fair enough, whatever. Bring on your, what was it, minions, fucking... What, the yeah. gentle minions? and people in suits and fucking banana slushies. Yeah, just... yeah. Hashtag yeah. gentle minions. <laughs> You seen that? Like, shut. Is that what it's actually gentle? Yeah, like cinema yeah. chains are like, ah, look, like look, look at these gentle minions, there. and they're like really hyping it up because they want people to see the movie. At one point, I think uh, Odeon completely banned anyone going in like, a suit. In a suit. Yeah. And now they're <laughs> yeah. actually like embracing it. They're like, we've got special gentle minion screenings and stuff like yeah. that. Oh, well, oh, t- oh, turning it on its head. Special soy boy screenings. Yeah. To be fair, you have got to be like really fucking sad to get up in a suit and watch the Minions movie. Yeah. <laughs> and if you've done I, it, yeah. I stand by my comment. <laughs> so I think um, going back to the movie, I think what makes it like so bad is, isn't the fact <laughs> it's like the first movie was really cringy and really unfunny and horrible and painful to watch. Whereas this one wasn't really that at all. It was just boring. Yeah. It wasn't, yeah, did you say you fell asleep? Yeah, I fell asleep like three times, but right. like... But you were already tired. Yeah, I was yeah you were going to fall asleep either way, I literally way, fell I asleep for the first like 10, 15 yeah. minutes and woke up and I had no clue what you was going on. You could have seen like Goodfellas and you still would have fallen asleep. <laughs> That's what I, yeah, I woke up and I, like, for a second I forgot I was in the cinema and I was like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> Where am I? I was like, oh my God, I actually did this. Being assaulted by minions. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's just, it's just, there's not really many jokes. None of the jokes are like really painfully cringy. They're just not funny. And it was a fairly busy screening and I did not hear a single laugh throughout the whole movie. Except for maybe like one chuckle from like one of the dads there. And that was about it. And considering it was like all kids, it just didn't seem like it really hit anyone at all. But people are liking this movie. Yeah. I've seen people say this one is the good one. This one's quite good actually yeah the which i don't one. understand at all because it's no better than the others hmm. the Weird. good one i don't yeah what well, yeah maybe if i was sober i'd have a different opinion but no, i don't I think d- so i don't think no. you would but then again I think if you were sober you wouldn't have gone no it's well actually <laughs> no i did consider going like i said i had it in my calendar the release date oh my God. i wanted to go because i thought it would be an no, epic meme that- 
No, it's not a good meme, though, is it's it? Not. It's Especially not. Especially if you meme. go alone. Then it's like, who's yeah. the meme for if you just that sat there the alone only... in a theatre with a bunch of kids? Yeah, the thing yeah. stopping me before was the fact that I'd have to go by myself and I'd be like, oh, people are going to look at me like I'm a nonce or something. But would... at that point, I didn't give a oh, shit. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> would have. I was just fucking weirdo. <laughs> he looks like half asleep. He's like, he looks like he's just come from a night out. He's, he's alone in a fucking showing of the minions. I'm yeah, here with my kids. And yeah. to watch this movie. Don't let him 10 feet near a school. <laughs> Fucking hell, Chris. What are you doing? Oh, well. It's right. You got some Sonic socks out of it, didn't you, Chris? Yeah, Darcy what? gave me some Sonic socks. <laughs> well, that's like a completely unrelated thing. Yeah, but you came what back you and you got some got Sonic socks. Sonic socks out of it. Yeah, you, you make Not it seem it, like because yeah. I went to the Brighton, <laughs> I got Sonic socks. But I didn't. You just happened to bring Sonic socks home from the festival you went to. That I would have gotten oh, them regardless. I did. I did. Darcy's led us astray once I, more. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, a, it's a common <laughs> common factor with me. But cool. I like it. I like to lead everyone on them tangents. Actually, while we're still here, though, Chris, can you uh, rate the Minions movie, please? Oh, please do. Oh, yeah, one out of ten. <laughs> it sucks. It's awful. It's really, really bad. I, I like how Max is actually writing Minions. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll be on the letterbox yeah. to follow that. There was um, a bit I remember really, really vividly where um, Funky Town starts playing, oh, and I actually yeah. almost got up and left, because I was like, this is so bad. Kids don't know that. Kids don't know Funky Town. Yeah. That's for well, us. The film's set yeah. in the 70s. So it's like all 70s what? music. Kids, start, kids weren't born in the 70s. Kids were born now. There's a soundtrack um, album that's come out that's got all the songs in the film and mm-hmm. then there's like loads of covers of it like by big musicians like oh. Tame Impala and like all these like big names. I thought you were going to say like in like Minionese or something. No, go, no. Gabba, gabba, got, um, Phoebe Bridges did a cover on it. <laughs> <laughs> like all these like big name like current like indie and okay. well, like pop musicians that's are on it. Really I don't know if weird. you can call them indie now. No. Just to write these people down so I know never to listen to them. <laughs> just write down the minion soundtrack and yeah. then just like obliterate all I'll go the through the minion soundtrack on like Spotify or something, like block every artist yeah, that's, that's on it. That's absolutely abysmal, like <sighs> I'm gonna sleep well easier at night knowing that I never have to listen to Tame and Parlor again. <laughs> I also sleep better at night knowing this. <laughs> cool. Minions rise of poo. Speaking of poo. Speaking of poo. Yeah. Chris and I watched a movie. <laughs> might, <cool. laughs> might trigger some people today. Chris and I saw the new Thor one. <laughs> the new Marvel Thor movie, Love and Thunder. Uh, Taika Waititi's back. And um, better than ever, who knows? Um, so yeah, they did another one of these, fucking, <laughs> and they got him back because he was so good at um, doing Ragnarok, which was a good movie, and I like that. Um, and yeah, I guess it was like I was upset because like it was really sunny, and then we went to the cinema and watched a Marvel movie. Um, yeah, I quite liked it when I was in it, but now I don't remember it, so I don't know what that says. But I think it's, it's, I think I'm just, I'm not going to watch any more Marvel movies. No. Do you know, I, I that's what Chris said to me, the yeah. film ended and I turned to Max and was like, I think that's me done with yeah. Marvel now. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I th- I, I th- it just, it just seems like, um, it's just too much, isn't it? I think because you know? for me, this was like 
one of the ones where I was like really looking forward to this movie yeah. and I was like this is going to be like this is going to be the one that probably like re- like brings me into phase 4 cuz I've not really enjoyed anything so far and because this no. was such a like big disappointment for me I was like what's the point in even carrying on with it if like mm-hmm. every single film's going to be a disappointment or I'm just going to find it boring what even is phase 4 so far it's like all those shows that they did this one, I guess I like that Spider-Man movie enough. Yeah, that, that was, was really good. That was a great movie. Oh, uh, what? No, uh, no, no Way, Way Home? Home? Yeah, that was good. That was like the only good one. Yeah, I, I can't I like, tell you what's in Black any Widow phase. and Doctor Strange were okay, but that's yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I, yeah, I just, uh, I really, I don't know. Well, I'm not like disappointed or anything. It's just like, yeah, okay, it's Marvel. Like, what do you want anymore? Like, it's not, I guess it's just not for me anymore. Yeah, um, understood. I mean, people still go out to see him in like droves. So I guess there's a reason to keep making them, but they just lack so much like flair to me now. It's so the formula is there and it's so obvious. Like, why? Well, I don't even need to see it to like know what's going to happen. Yeah, the problem I had with this movie wasn't that it like follows the standard like Marvel formula or anything. It's that it just it felt really lazy to me. Mm-hmm. It felt like Taika Waititi just didn't care and he wasn't really putting much effort into the movie at all. It's like, it was just kind of like, let's just do Ragnarok again, I guess. Yeah. But he didn't really want to do it <laughs> again. It just yeah. kind of felt really half-hearted to me. This is like this video going around at the moment of um, him and Tessa Thompson on Vanity Fair on YouTube where they're like breaking down a scene um, I don't know if you've, either of you have ever seen like it's like a series on YouTube where like a actor yeah. or a director will like have a scene on like a screen and they'll like draw on it and stuff. Yeah, I've seen a few of them. So there's, there's this new one with them where they're like criticizing the film and like criticizing the like effect work and Taika Waititi like is saying, "Oh, this looks like shit." That's funny. And like Tessa Thompson's like saying about how. He used like a take in the film where she like made a mistake at the beginning of it, and he was like, "Oh, I never actually noticed that." And it's like, it's right. almost like did, he didn't watch the movie. Yes, I said, did he never watch that film back? Or why would he? He just directed it, right? He didn't edit it. No, oh, but yeah, still, yeah, maybe, directors yeah. like normally quite hands on in the editing room. They still what, have to like, probably not, but no. like they should be. Fair enough, then. They should be, but like Marvel has the they know what they're doing, like with their formula that they have. Like yeah, just put it, give it to the editor, and then that's probably like the last they see of it. They the, the director probably doesn't see anything past like what they film of it, right? Like they're on set and then they leave, <laughs> and they that's, collect yeah, their maybe, millions maybe, and yeah. millions in, in checks. Yeah, maybe maybe yeah, for something like, like that caliber. Yeah, I didn't really feel that with Ragnarok. I, no. if, although it's it feels like a Marvel movie, it definitely felt like he was very hands on. It felt like he actually had a <laughs> lot of input in the movie. Um, Especially like because the film's like very comedic and it felt feels like a Taika Waititi movie, and this film it, yeah. it does, doesn't feel it doesn't. that much like it. Didn't you say it like wasn't funny? It's not it funny. wasn't funny much. No. I laughed a bit, but like I couldn't tell you what I laughed at anymore. No, I felt the jokes were all really flat for me. Yeah. Oh, okay. He has like a way of telling a joke that I quite like, but it didn't feel like this was his movie. Oh, it felt well, like, like it somebody wasn't him else made it. it, but they were like trying to ape him, which yeah. was kind of sad. But like, I don't know. Like, do I go to a Marvel movie to see a director's uh, like influence and like uh, this is what they wanted to do? I mean, is that not, not really? Is that not what we did with the Sam Raimi movie though? Well, maybe, but like, 
in general you wanted to see something from that movie i I do think there's a lot in that doctor strange movie that came from sam raimi but it was also a movie that was also directed by scott derrickson and then sam raimi came in later oh like he's not the sole director of that movie i got Um, it so it kind of feels like a blend between the two two directors i like a lot but um yeah i mean it is bare bones it's a marvel movie and I'm not like looking at a Marvel movie and being like, "Where's the artistic integrity in this?" It's like, we're like, "What? Like, what do you want?" Uh, it's a fucking Disney-owned Marvel movie. Yeah. Like, Did you not want a better CGI at least? Sorry, I just can't stop thinking about that stupid fucking floating head thing that you guys yeah. were talking about. Mm-hmm. I've never Heimdall's laughed. Son. Yeah, <laughs> comes in. son comes in in one scene. He like uses his <laughs> um like powers to like project his head yeah into like nice. this building. And I saw like a tweet of like a picture of it like the day before I saw the film. Yeah. I was like, that's not real. Come on. I had never seen it before. And so I was like, like, I did kind of laugh. Yeah, like, Chris showed me like, the, what the fuck. Yeah, Chris showed me the scene when I came home <laughs> and was like, Darcy needs to see this. Thing. I was it like, what the hell is so that? so awful. It, it literally did. looks like it was done in like five minutes on Photoshop. Yeah, I, it thought looks you, terrible. I thought you did that and like sent it over like as a meme. <laughs> like, oh, Darcy, this thing was in the film and I had to take it at gospel. But it was. Yeah. <laughs> it actually was. <laughs> Yeah, the effect, I don't know. When I think back to it, I'm like, it kind of, it, it, in my mind, it feels like washed out a little bit. I don't know. But like, it, because that that previous movie was like very vibrant and colourful, um, I guess they want to go more in with that now because like they had a lot of like, a lot of people like criticised them before because their movies look like dishwater. And I think they've kind of gotten over that now. But instead, like, they just don't write good movies anymore. So like, what's the point? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> the writing kind of, it's kind of weak. It's kind of weak, like throughout. I mean, I like some of the parts, but I think it it try because it's trying to be a comedy. It doesn't balance the comedy. I mean, first of all, it's not that funny. And so when you're not like you're trying to inject comedy that's not very funny into a movie with themes that are quite sad and dour, like kids being like kidnapped or like Jane uh, Foster, who was like Thor's girlfriend, played by Natalie Portman, who has cancer now. Oh, and like nothing. that was like oh man. What are they going to do with this? And then they didn't do much with it. Like, she has cancer. That should have been, like, horrendous. Yeah. They should have shot it, like, Thor should have been, like... so. Everybody should have been way more sad that she had cancer and was definitely going to die. But she was like, yeah, I guess I'm probably going to die. And everyone's like, oh, man, Jane, that fucking sucks. (laughs) Yeah, she dies. (laughs) Um, She she doesn't die of the cancer, though. She dies because she becomes Thor. And like she hears Mjolnir, which is no. Thor's shattered hammer, calling to her, and then like because she becomes Thor when she like gets the hammer, it like saps her of her life essence. And I think that's why she dies because she becomes Thor too many times. I feel like you guys are chatting shit. I know <laughs> you're not. What it but is. That's what. That's what. It genuinely, as an outsider, it sounds like you guys are chatting shit. There's a a bit that um, made me cringe so much where someone like calls her Lady Four and she's Mm -hmm. like I'm not Lady Four I am the Mighty Four yeah because that's like (laughs) that's what she was called in the comics yeah that's so cringe I thought you were going to say that bit at the end where they say something about the title and you were like that was really cringe yeah I think we'll get to that in a bit um (laughs) that's sorry 
<laughs> it just honestly, it sounds like you guys are making it up. Like this movie there sounds were, made up. There was a point where like Thor's like, you can't do this anymore, Jane, because <laughs> you're gonna die. So like she's like sitting in a hospital with fucking a drip in her arm, and she's like, I want to do it, Thor, and, and he's like, No, stay here. I'm gonna go kill uh Christian Bale, and then the way it's shot. Like, he has no fucking, like, he doesn't even care, almost. The way it's shot is, like, she's lying in a bed, and he's, like, stood up, looking down at her. It's like a mid-shot. I I really thought this movie could have benefited from a lot more, like, close-up shots, and been a bit more intimate with it, but because they didn't do that, and it's a lot of wide shots and mid-shots, it feels very disconnected. Like, there's no emotion to it. No. And that's, like, when you're trying to tell a story as emotional as this, just makes it just like not I feel like if you're gonna try and do a cut like when you just like leave out the whole like cancer thing she literally has cancer yeah like they're not like, just not, they don't out. do anything with it yeah, it doesn't even kill her I'm sorry so, like, what do you expect it's fucking Marvel like, of course she turns into a super ninja and then dies because she turned into a super ninja too many times they're not gonna kill someone because of cancer in a Marvel movie then don't have her have because uh, n- at the end of the day why did she need to have cancer? That's no, right. it's just why... emotionally manipulative. Yeah, why do it? But it doesn't it? work because, like, A, it's not balanced well with the humour, and B, I don't give a shit about the character. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a character from two movies that no one really likes that yeah. much. Bring her back. I just, yeah, I just don't, I just don't understand well, Bring it. her back, and this time she'll die. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. How brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, what um, fucking genius came out of that one? <laughs> cork sucks ass. Who? Korg is fucking yeah. boring as shit. He was in that last movie as like a side character that you didn't see all that much, and he worked in that one. Yeah, it was, it was like really Taika funny Waititi in that one. Playing a rock man, oh, like a guy made of rocks. Right, yeah. yeah, he was funny in that. The one who plays like, Fortnite in in Endgame. Yeah, oh, okay, but yeah. he's good in small places, but in this, it's like he's there all the time, and then he dies, and I was like, kind of thank God, but then he comes back, and I'm like, oh man. Oh, of course a, he comes back. Yeah, he's a mortal rock yeah, man, yeah. probably. <laughs> you find out that his entire species are gay, and they yeah. reproduce by holding hands in lava with your best bro. What was it, for like yeah. 20 that days? Was actually what did you say? Well, I don't know. It was something like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was, sure. I think, the only bit that actually made me laugh. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what made me laugh anymore. I just don't know. Yeah, Max seems like he doesn't even remember going to see this movie. It's like a fever dream for him. It feels like a shame because I did like it at the time, but now I mm. just it's just whatever. Like, I don't care. Um, <laughs> I thought Christian Bale was at least good, but I don't think they wrote him as well as they could have. No. You know, like because the writing suffers. All these great actors are like left in the dirt. Like Chris Hemsworth, he's really good as Thor. He is that character to me. He has the charisma, and I don't think. Like if it wasn't him, I wouldn't see it. Like I couldn't, I wouldn't even bother. Like he just brings that to that character, and that's what like grounds. And that's like all these like really good actors, like Robert Downey Jr. or like Chris Evans. They bring like the power to these characters, and that's why you want to see them. But when the when the writing suffers, like the acting suffers, and the direction suffers, and it's like, well, what's even the point? And like Christian Bale, he's a terrific actor, and I kind of like like part of what they do with him, and I. But at the same time, it's like, they don't do enough with him. Yeah. He's like this guy who's like, his daughter died in like the desert, and that's what they like open with. Like, his daughter dies, and then uh, he goes to a god, and he's like, why didn't you save her? And then the god's like, fuck you. And then like, he kills the god. And that could have been like a really interesting thing about like, 
you could have had themes in this movie as well. I feel like they don't have any themes. They were like, this could have been about like religion or like faith and all that, and like an explosion of re- religious faith and all that. But they don't, they don't really do that. It just evolves into like, yeah. I guess I'll just fight a lot. I guess I'll have this sword and I'll fight. Okay, <laughs> great. Yeah, it's like they had yeah. a lot of ideas. They just couldn't be bothered to. Yeah fully fleshed them out. It was like how I felt with like Ethan Hawke in that Moon Knight show. Yeah. Well, like, he was like quite interesting and at the end they were just like, just fight! Okay. Yeah, it's a real shame because I really like um, where they end up with the character as well, like, mm-hmm. um, like his final moments, like how he switches from wanting to kill all gods to bring back his daughter. Yeah. I thought that was like really sweet. I just wish they would have like developed the character a bit more and shown more of him. Yeah. He was really good at like with like all the mannerisms. He was like very like he seemed like he was kind of insane, but like all the like makeup on him was really good as well. He was like really skinny and like just carrying around the sword all the time. Um, but I do like yeah. It's just it's just, it's a disappointment. You know, it's quite disappointing because it could have been something great, but instead we got this. <laughs> <laughs> I shame. felt that yeah. when you said it, I was like, Ooh. there was like a part where like there's like a. I mean, as much as the effects aren't, like, the best, or whatever, we talked about that fucking floating head thing, but, like, when they, like, <laughs> they, like, shoot themselves to, like, a moon, and then they, like, when they get onto the moon, it all turns, like, black and white, or, like, kind of monochrome, and that was quite interesting. I yeah, think that was, was really cool. kind of reminded me of, like, the fountain or something, honestly. Yeah. All that. That was pretty cool. Okay. That's, like, it, though. Yeah, I feel I, I, I was know. waiting for you to, like, say something else. There's, like, more just... stuff. There was, like, yeah, okay. when they killed gods, like, they bleed gold blood and that was quite interesting yeah. like, oh, that, looks sick, to be that looked really good but I also would have that's where like I would want more close up shots being done with there like blood is fucking spraying everywhere it's like a like an old Kurosawa movie or something yeah. but th- if it was like closer with the shots it probably would have had more of an impact but it did it was just like wide shots and mid shots it was like it was very stale in that way yeah there were like a lot of moments I liked but it's just not enough to save the movie mm-hmm it's a shame. Yeah. I don't like that they keep, like, killing Thor's family and, like, acting as if that's, like, some sort of character arc for him. Well, and they everyone just kill dies. all of his family. And what <laughs> he hasn't really changed all that much. Mm. Like, well, I guess I'm Thor and I'm great. <laughs> oh, okay. You should, like, change a bit with, like, everyone who dies. Or, like, just don't kill people. So I guess Natalie Portman didn't want to be in any more of these movies. Like, yeah, I'll do, I'll do it for the paycheck or whatever. And then, like, she does this, and she's like, I'm not going to be in anymore, though. I guess we'll just give you cancer, then. Yeah. I hated all their, like, usages of Guns N' Roses songs. Oh, fuck yeah. It was like, 100% they were just trying to copy what they did with um, Immigrant Song being in Ragnarok. Yeah. So they're just like, yeah, fuck I want it. it to be 80s. Guns N' Roses, we got a bunch of their songs we can use. Mm-hmm. They want it to be, like, 80s vibe, but, like, why? And what's the point? That they that um the Guns N' Roses music's the only like eighties sort of thing in the film. Yeah, but then like they're going for that kind of the vibe in like Ragnarok as well, and also this movie. Didn't they kind of do that with a was it Captain Marvel that they did that with? Yeah, that was like nineties. That was like set in yeah. the nineties though. Oh, oh, this wasn't actually set in. No, no. this oh. was like set in. Well, what are they up to now? Like twenty forty five or some shit. They're in the future or something, because like, all think that shit like happened with Endgame. The mid to late 2020s. Yeah, because they a... did like skip five years from Infinity War to Endgame. Oh, 
so oh, so they just what? had some eighties revival or something. I don't understand why they would what what the spin on that was. I don't know. That just, like, no, I think that's more of like an an aesthetic choice though. Oh no, it's like yeah, Thor's going to be like the eighties character now or something. Yeah, because it kind of sounded like you. Well, I don't know when when you when I heard like I don't know you know the words like love and thunder it made me think of like you know like seventies like retro kind of things, like glam but, rock and all that. Yeah, they were but going no, for like a glam rock type thing. But like, but with only with Guns like Roses. the advertisement <laughs> and the oh, soundtrack. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, that's literally it. They don't do anything visually or like mm-hmm. anything like that. That's really disappointing. Yeah. Because if you're going to do it, just do it. I liked his like outfit that he had like right at the beginning where he was like in jeans and like a tank top and this flannel shirt. And I think he should have just worn that the entire time. Instead of like, now he's going to be in his Thor gear. Like, that's boring now. <laughs> I don't care about this anymore. Yeah. Um, I kind of enjoyed what they did with the Guardians of the Galaxy at the beginning. Yeah, like, what did they do with them? Not really anything, but I kind of enjoyed <laughs> them just being there and <laughs> them just fucking up. Yeah. I thought that was kind of funny. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was fine. That was alright. Those fucking, like, they save that world and then the people are like, here, have these goats. And the goats, like, scream a lot. And you're like, oh, okay. Oh, that doesn't come back. And then it just, like, they keep using these goats screaming all yeah. the time. It's like, oh my god, why? I don't get it. Cause I, I was like, oh, it's probably like, because like screaming goats was like a huge meme like 10 years ago. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's probably like that. But like, why are you doing a screaming goats meme like in yeah. 2022? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's annoying. One of the, like, I actually didn't like when they went to see those gods. They were like, at the god place where all the gods were no. and like they were like that's Zeus and he's awesome but like Zeus says like Thor goes there because he says that Gore is like who's Christian Bale he's like Gore the god butcher and he was like he's gonna kill us all and then Zeus is like he's not gonna kill us all he just killed a bunch of low level gods he's not gonna kill me because I'm great and we're all here and we're safe and I wish that like if, they, if like he had come into like that place and killed all of them that would have been great and it would have established him as a bigger threat. But what does he do? Kills like a couple of people. And then he ki- kidnaps a bunch of children who end up being saved. And that was it. Yeah. Great. That scene with them visiting the gods doesn't need to be in the movie at all. Literally no. adds nothing except setting up possibly a sequel. Yeah, you've got to have got- the sequel with Hercules played by My- Brett yeah. Goldstein. <laughs> I fucking burst out laughing when that happened, man. We actually stayed for the post-credit scene, and then like, the Zeus, that? Zeus was like, "Oh man, I can't believe this! Hercules, go get him!" And it was fucking Brett Goldstein, and I burst out laughing. Oh man, he's a comedian. He's a British comedian. He he's like really big um, now because he he's like won a bunch of Emmys for um, Ted Lasso, that show Ted Lasso on yeah. Apple TV. He's also got um, quite a big podcast. Yeah, I, I, I do listen with... to his podcast. It's a really I really like that podcast. Um, I really like him. This is like a, an actor and a comedian, but yeah. like him showing up in a Marvel movie, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, <laughs> I just Googled him. I recognize him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never seen him in podcast, actually. Callum tells me all the time it's great, but I've just never listened to it. It's good. Did yeah. he have like that mustache as well? No. <laughs> so I, just, I, I forgot his name like instantly, so I yeah. just looked up Ted Lasso instead. He had like the really thick fucking mustache. Yeah, that's yeah. a different guy. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> just like Christian Bale should have gone in there and he should have killed all of them, and that would have been great. But he didn't. <laughs> What's the point? What, what was the point, honestly? And what was the point of this movie? Do you want to rate it? 
Um, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Or, yeah, it sucked. <laughs> it didn't suck. It, like, it was just... Disappointing? It, it, it was disappointing, and, like, what sucks, I think, is just, like, like, that's it, and that's, like, whatever. I think a lot of people are like, well, that's that. How's that? <laughs> it seems to be getting a lot of negative reviews from yeah. what I've seen. I think a lot mm. of people are looking at it and being like, oh, they just didn't even try with this yeah. one. And that's my biggest problem. They just didn't try. I watched this straight after finishing season three of The Boys, which is miles better. Yeah. So, like, contrasting now, like, just, like what? Why didn't you try? Mm. <laughs> they have this whole thing at the end where, like, Thor's like, I could go and kill Christian Bale, but I'm going to like go and see my uh my girlfriend he was like i choose love christian bale all right that sounded so hollow like what yeah. fucking like whatever <laughs> whatever oh man how late oh we did say we were going to talk about the kid so it was like chris hemsworth he got his kid in and now like she's going to be in the mcu and it's like her oh is that his actual kid yeah i think oh, so that's quite sweet yeah, yeah so i they were like, now it's it's Thor and this kid, and they were they called them Love and Thunder, and they run into like battle together. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. I was like, oh my god! But like, I thought that last scene with them together was quite sweet. Yeah, I, I yeah, actually quite like that. She drew on like, his hammer. I thought that was quite cute. Yeah, um, I would say I'm interested to see what they do with <laughs> those two in the future, but I really don't care. <laughs> yeah, no, like I said, I'm just done. I'll see yeah. the new Guardians of the Galaxy movie because like, I trust James Gunn, but unless... I like James Gunn, but I don't think it's going to be like as good as you'd want it to be. Probably not, but mm. I'll still it see it. It's still like a Marvel movie. Oh, I'm yeah. happy to say I don't give a shit at all. But yeah. I mean, I also didn't really like Phase 2 that much, or like a lot of Phase 3 and those two were like really great movies, so mm. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they'll be good. But I'll still watch them. And if they're bad, then I'll never watch a Marvel movie again. I'll watch Spider-Man again. That's it. Yeah, that's different. That's not technically Marvel. I'll watch the... <laughs> not yeah, anymore. No, like, <laughs> that other one that they did. Well, the new one. Spider-Man. No the Way home, home. No Way Home. Yeah, I was going to say Far From Home. I was like, that was the other one. Yeah. All I, of I, them I, would, home. I would actually watch that one again. Yeah, I'll I watch do. it again. I've got it on Blu-ray. So. Even though it's really long <laughs> you have to be in the mood for it but it is just a really it's it's a good movie yeah yeah uh do you want to rate it then sure are we rating it out of anything or do it out of corks because he was epic sure yeah it's just like really disappointing this movie i just was not having a good time at all um yeah just a shame because i love ragnarok so much it's like one of my favorite mcu movies so i was like really excited to see taika waititi doing another one and Mm-hmm. Now I'm like really worried about all of Tyker's other stuff. Like he's working yeah. on a Star Wars project at some oh point. God, he is as well, isn't he? Oh, I'm, like, no. I'm hoping he is puts he? more effort into that, but now I'm just yeah. like worried that that's not going to be good. <laughs> he doesn't like make it and then take the piss out of it on like a fucking Vanity Fair. YouTube I'm hoping channel. the reason why this one was so shit was because he's like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. I want to work on Star Wars. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe he was working on too many things and like that. That you is were, the face and floor of all these directors, right? Mm. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm fucking working on Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, Taika Waititi's <laughs> also like doing 10,000 things at once. That's what yeah. I'm thinking, He's like the yeah. busiest guy in the world, it seems like. Maybe he just should stick so, to not 
doing like yeah i think maybe he's just slow down because if this is what he's going to be producing then he's like everyone's going to get sick of him Mm. people are already getting sick of him so he's just going to get he was like one of my favorite directors back when he was like making like boy and fucking even jojo rabbit was like really good i love jojo rabbit uh, and like what we do in the shadows is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe yeah, just slow it down a little bit, my dude. Yeah. Anyway, five out of ten. Five corks out of ten. Five corks out of ten. Eh? Yeah, I'll give it five corks out of ten <laughs> as well. Um, go and make a Kiwi movie. That'd be nice. A what movie? It's got um, a sports movie coming out soon. It's not a Kiwi one, but it's like about football. Oh, or something. right. Well, be fun. Called like Next Goal Wins, I think. It was supposed mm. to come out like three or four years ago, and then they did a bunch of reshoots, and then um, Army Hammer that stuff came out, <laughs> and I think they've redone a lot of the movies. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Cool. <laughs> yeah, nice. Thanks, Army. Yeah, let's just pretend that that never happened. Should we segue. Where are we going? Cool. Thor: <laughs> Love and Thunder. More like Thor. What a blunder. Next up. We did some movies that we watched all in a couple of days. It was a free-for-all, so we all chose a movie each. We, Chris had This Is England, I did The Electrical Life of Flowey Wayne, and Darcy did the Spider-Verse one. So Chris chose the first one. Take yeah. it away. So I picked This Is England from 2006, directed by Shane Meadows. Um, the movie is all about a young um, boy called Sean who... Um, He's a, he lives in the Midlands in 1983, um, set in the summer of 1983, and he kind of ends up meeting a group of young people, slightly older than him, joins their group, and um, quickly finds themselves involved with a group of skinheads who are joining the National Front and are radicalising these young guys. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. Yeah, baby. It's a fun one. <laughs> it's a fun one. 1983. Very, we all remember where one. we were when that happened. Yeah. Not born. Hallelujah. I was convinced that I was never going to watch this again. Oh, you watched remember, it before? Yeah. Uh, years and years ago. Uh, I just remember how depressing it was. Yeah, fucking um, hell. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, let's watch this then. Um, it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. It's got a lot of comedy. Yeah, it's really funny. Uh, mm. Really funny movie. But it is ultimately very depressing. And I don't think I'll ever watch it again. I think Max is just upset because they kept insulting the name Harvey. That's not true. They did that once. <laughs> yeah, but it was a long scene. It went on for a while. <laughs> yeah, it was. It is a good movie, and I like what it says about the time, uh, the nineteen eighties, and like the uh, administration under Thatcher and the Falklands War and all that. How people were very disenfranchised with the government. Mm-hmm. There was not a lot of jobs going at the time. So I guess that gave way to a lot of uh, racism and a lot of prejudice where people felt unfairly treated within their own country and they see people coming in to the country and like making lives themselves and they find that very unfair. Um, I guess I, I understand that mindset to a degree, but it also gave way to just a bunch of racism and a lot of prejudice, mm. um, which was just really pre- prevalent at the time, I think. And um, I feel like I it's still quite relatable, like, though, isn't it? Well, it is, but I not, mean, not to that not degree. To that extent. But no. um, I mean, there was like, I was going to say, oh, and there was a war going on, but there's a war going on now. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
It's so a maybe different it's war, not no, a far no, cry no, from no. it. But I just, I think this is like, it's quite a vibey movie and it's rooted like very much so in the English experience, which I hate. Yeah, 100%. Which I hate so much. <laughs> um, and that's why, like a lot of this movie, I'm like, this is really like upsetting or like, I don't like the environments that these people are in or like the type of people that these people are interacting with. Mm-hmm. But it's because I know that so well. And it reminds me of like the worst parts of the country that I live in and that I was born in. So I don't think that was like a negative thing for me, but I just, I really, I wasn't having like, I wasn't having fun most of the time. It was was just like quite depressing because it did remind me of like, like this is, this is England. This is England. And it's what like the place that I live in and it's sad. Yeah. It it kind of reminded me a little bit of, well, not of Luton per se, but like, Every single time, like the National Front was speaking, I was like, "Oh God, it's like watching Tommy Robinson on the TV because mm-hmm. he was the founder of the EDL and that was from Luton." And, and you just get people like there was like a lot of like, uh, I guess there's a little bit of like racial tension in Luton in certain areas. If you, if you know, if you're from Luton, you probably know which areas mm-hmm. I'm talking about. But like, um, yeah, it was just like really uncomfortable because it was just kind of like you know, like when you're a uh, of a certain generation and you know that it's kind of like wrong and you know like it, this was the 80s or whatever but did, was anyone else like super uncomfortable like the whole time yeah just like everything was weird about it as well like like you know like the, the teenagers and the like the yeah. preteens like kissing in the garden like and shit when i've done so much to try and avoid these specific areas in just yeah. how i live my life it is a, like it's jarring to go into a movie where you have to watch that and like be a part of it for an hour and a half yeah, like it. I don't like how, like blah, 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 blah. like as someone who's like, you know, b- uh, born of like, you know, uh, what's it, in Indian descent? Is it that that you got going on? Yeah, that in a bit. <laughs> um, have you, no, have you ever had not anything like to that extent? Mm. But like, have you ever had like someone like chat shit to you in the street or something? Or do you in just the street, like? I mean, you no, know, I mean, somewhere, I'm definitely you know? very white, but I mean. I've had like people in like school when I was in school like pick on me and be racist to me, uh, which now it just seems like really stupid to me. I don't I don't really understand the mindset, but like when you when you pick out something about yourself, or you make something about yourself known to other people that is not their own experience, you make yourself a target, and people will pick yeah. on anyone else for anything that's different. Yeah, like, I don't know, like picking on someone for their flared trousers, for example. Yeah. Even though you're wearing a bowler hat yeah. and you look like a dick. <laughs> I mean, it upset me, like, when I was at school and I was being bullied for it because that's, like, where I, that's my family, you know? That's. Yeah, it's not, it's not fair, it's is like it? It's like generations yeah. of people who have, like, gone through hardships and, like, lived so many lives and all that. And it's like, mm. how can you pick out just this one thing and be like, that's. Like, that's something about you that I don't like and I'm going to make fun of you for it. Yeah, like, I, I can never tell whether it's, like, obviously, you know, because uh, being a British white uh, female presenting person, I, t- I can't really obviously relate to anything that's happening here, but, like, do you just think it's, like, do you think kids are just, like, really ignorant or do you think it's just, like, you know, like, they hear something in the, you know, like, from their parents or something, they're like, oh, that must be really weird, like, you're not white or something, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean, when you're growing up, you're like it's quite easy for you to be 
you know, roped into that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It's quite easy for someone to kind of convince you that things are one way. I think one of the things I love about this movie so much is it it kind of reminds me a lot of um my own like childhood and growing up around people in school. Um growing up like in an area that was maybe a little bit um better off than some places in Portsmouth where mm-hmm. it's a like very predominantly white sort of area. So there yeah, was really a is. lot of racism <laughs> like in my yeah. school growing up. There was a lot of like especially homophobia. That was a huge thing mm-hmm. growing up. And it was hard for me kind of surrounded by all these different people and being like told to believe one thing. It was kind of hard for me to think differently. And yeah. so like, I watch this movie and I look at like characters like Sean who kind of gets like convinced that, mm. you know, it's... things are this way and that uh, immigrants are coming and stealing our jobs and that sort of thing. It's like quite easy yeah, for it's him like that to brainwashing get stuff. brainwashed like that. And I kind of remember back to when I was that age and kind of the similar sort of thing happening to me. See, we never really like... um Obviously, we're in Luton, it's one of like the most like diverse populations for like um other like ethnicities and stuff. So I've always grown up around like um people of color, people yeah. of color, Asian people, um Chinese people. You fucking name it, everyone's there, right? Everyone's in Luton, and and it's and it's fine, Luton's it's cool. Where it's at. But like when I was growing up, weirdly enough, it wasn't um marginalized to like um Asian people, Pakistani people, Bangladesh, n- none of that. It was always Polish people for some reason. Mm. Everyone in Luton always had a problem with Polish people. I think that's a very big thing in I the UK. I have no idea why, though. But I think it was similar to the whole, oh, they come over here and they work as a bin man. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, you don't want to fucking work as a bin man. They're just they taking jobs you don't want. They took my bin man job. That you didn't even want. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate that mentality. And I feel like that's one of the things about this film that really like makes me uncomfortable yeah. is that I'm so against that kind of like mindset that i find it really like i just find it so hard to understand that you could actually look at someone and think oh look they've made a life for themselves oh look this man owns a business in this country the, like that they fucking like attack a, uh, a man who owns his own like corner so he owns he owns a store and it's like <laughs> he made that business from the ground up right and you're going to be like how dare you take our <laughs> jobs he made that job himself Go in there and they shit you know on I mean? his floor and like that was his job. He didn't names. take a job; he made the job. Yeah. And I hate that kind of shit because it's it, it's like, uh it's just such an outdated mentality. And all well, even I hate like it. the kids know that, right? And a lot of they them do. decide all to go. Like, did you like they go to this rally, this nationalist mm. rally, where like a lot of angry white men are cheering about how they need to like take their country back or whatever? Mm. Um, in that way, I mean, a lot of it hasn't changed, and that's a shame. Um, but a lot of the kids see through it and it's like the new generation like breaking through from the old generation who are kind of more stuck in their ways mm. and I liked seeing the kids go this is bullshit and like that I think Jack O'Connell um, he, he said in the car he was like you don't believe all that shit do you to uh, Stephen Graham and he just goes ballistic at him this character combo who I really like um, yeah what a name he, by the he way a cra- he was a r- really interesting character he's a very unlikable guy but mm. i understood where he was coming from and especially like more towards the end in the third act you kind of see what he's about more so um he, but he goes ballistic on him yeah you know? he, he seems like someone who's like very like insecure about the yeah. fact that these people um uh, i say these people like um 
people, anyone actually seems to be like any better off than yeah. him. Like, especially yeah. with the family dynamic, like he just randomly switches the second someone talks about like having a how, nice family, having a nice family and, like, having, life. Yeah. yeah. Obviously that wasn't his experience. Yeah. No, yeah. he's a character who's like, he's not had a good life. Like no. he's not mm-hmm. got a good family. He's, he's like very miserable and kind of views like the whole like national front and idea and the idea of like hating immigrants and stuff like that as kind of just like a target for all of his frustration yeah, and aggression it's like, it's like an excuse isn't it yeah and that's what i think makes the character so interesting because like i think deep down he does have a good heart he's just like he's just so frustrated and angry with everything he just kind of points at somewhere that he really shouldn't and that's something they actually tackle in the show a bit more <laughs> they develop he's not in the show lows but they do a lot of developing the character and they do a lot of growth of him kind of <laughs> coming into his own which yep. is really interesting yeah i, I feel like there's there's a lot of uh like parallels you can take um in like history where like people will like target like a certain group of people just because they just want an excuse to be like Oh, this thing's going wrong, so it must be yeah. someone else's fault. When everything's going wrong, it's kind of hard for you to like work out why. So when you've got, oh, it's all because of this, yeah. it's kind of... Someone yeah. can come along and be like, this is what it is, and then you get a lot of people rallying behind that. There was yeah. even the point where they were at the Nationalist rally, and like one of the kids goes, I don't think this is right, and then the, another guy goes, well, there wouldn't be that, this many people here if it wasn't right. And that's that's not like, how it works. <laughs> it's a very dangerous mindset that I feel a lot of people do fall into mm. a lot of the time. You might not even fully agree with it at points, but like if you feel like like these systems breed like community, and when I you're in a community, that, like like it's very hard to get away from that. Yeah, especially when when you've got a guy like Combo or whatever talking about like he makes you feel like you are in your own like family space with like your own people and whatever yeah. and i guess a lot of people if they're vulnerable enough they're gonna be like oh yeah they're like my family though and you're gonna get into all sorts of like stupid shit like basically what happens to sean essentially yeah. he's like oh my dad died um this guy's basically like a father figure yeah. to me so i'm gonna stick with him and then he ends up watching someone nearly get beaten to fucking death so yeah there's a like really great scene where um combo's got that huge like monologue where he's like basically trying to recruit um, all these kids and like Sean gets upset because he like says that everyone who like went to Falklands and died died for nothing mm-hmm. he's like my dad died there and he like sits him down he kind of uses the facts that his dad died as like ammunition yeah it's yeah. like a way to bring him in he's like yeah he's like you your dad was lied to we've all been lied to it's time to actually stand up do you know what I actually don't know a lot about like the <laughs> The Falkland, mm-hmm. like, what, like, what was it? Like, what were we fighting for? What was it about? Like, I actually don't know. If I remember correctly, it was about the Argentinians taking control and like abdicating from British rule. So we had to go in there and like start this war. Thatcher like started this war, and it was like, oh. it was definitely legal. I know that much. She did some illegal shit in that war. Um, <laughs> But, but that like bit that, was legal. The, the actual sending us to war was legal, and it was like, like guarding sovereignty in a way. It was about sovereignty primarily. I think it was. Oh, the queen's people. It is, it's a, 
I mean, like Combo says in the movie, Thatcher's sending us on a phony war, but what the fuck even is the Falklands? Nobody knows, but so many people died there, and like, it, it almost feels inconsequential, and it's like, yeah, why did you even bother if like mm. all these people were just going to die over, over what? A flag? Yeah. It, was, it, it does seem kind of... Every time the Falklands yeah. War is brought up, it does kind of rub me the wrong way. I don't know like the most about it, but I know that it, it doesn't really sit well with me, everything that happened in it. No, it does. Yeah. From what it sounds like, it does sound like something that. Especially they uh, they celebrated like the anniversary a little while back, and I saw it on the news. Oh. And they were like interviewing a lot of like the veterans who served there, and I just I don't know, I just like really, it got to me on like a weird level. I was like, well, yeah, like, yeah I feel well, like yeah, like celebrating the yeah. anniversary of a war. Like, it's fucking it is a lot weird. of like Britain's great, England is great, like long living, long live the Queen, that, and all that. And it's I that fucking nationalism shit all over yeah, again. Like, I can't ever get behind that because I know like we, this country is like so marred in its uh, history and it's done so many horrible things to a lot of countries. A lot of countries have suffered at the hands of like the English. Yeah. I just can't get behind it. I don't feel the amount of patriotism that I think people felt back in the 80s yeah and I no think, definitely not i think this film's quite critical of that as mm-hmm. well like um towards the end of the movie there's like a bunch of archive footage of the falklands there's mm-hmm. like a huge section of just like people carrying like dead bodies over music oh it's, it's like it's fucked it's clearly like them saying why did we do this mm-hmm. like just for a country and just I for do. our flag just for like for the pride flag. of our country. Fucking There's a lot of like flag hell. stuff in it. People like give flags to people as a gift. Is the English flag they're saying? I wouldn't even like, know what to do if someone you gave hang me it an in English like their flag. windows. <laughs> and that always like gets me like every time I like go about town, like I see like a flag, like an English flag in like someone's window. I'm like, there lives a prick. You do know? you know what? I actually fit. <laughs> I actually, I'm pretty sure that in my dad's shed there is an England flag in the window. Yeah. But it isn't anything really to do with, like, England as a country. I'm pretty sure he has it in there because he likes the English football team. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> I a lot of people I think that's why it's in know. the window. Because <laughs> my dad's not as, like, you know, patriotic as, like, you know, someone who would, like, hang an English yeah. flag out of the window. But, uh, but it's like, what, England's football team? Like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, who else are you going to support? Fucking, like, Brazil or something. You don't live there. I mean, or, people, or, people you know, do, though. Like, yeah. people genuinely do. But, um... Yeah, no, I just think it's really funny because when you mentioned it, I was like, oh my God, yeah, like, we used to have England flags in the house all the time, but literally nothing to do with the fact that we were English, yeah. just you, football. <laughs> you can support Brazil. I'm not, I was just joking. <laughs> no, you can't. But, You're gatekeeping Brazil, Max. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it was a lot of, like, hollow words at that, like, rally as well. Yeah. Like, they were just, like, cheering because he said the word England. He was, was like, like England. we're English men. And they were like, yeah, we've, yeah, yeah. we're not racist, we're realists. That he said, yeah, nice. he said, that bit, that, full of white men. That yeah. bit made me howl. I don't know why that made me laugh so much, but it was because, well, it was even before he said England, I went, oh, he's going to say something about being English. And then he went, England. And everyone went, yeah. <laughs> I was like, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Like, if you're there, wouldn't that just be like, so, like, back, not maybe back then, but like, how cringe would that be if you were sitting in there thinking, oh, God, like, I'm British and I have to listen to... I don't know. Mm. Stuff like that makes me really uncomfortable. Like, I'm not ashamed of being, like, British or English, but, like, when I watch stuff like this, I'm always just like, I'm so sorry. That's fucking cringe. I just think you have to understand what you what come happened. from. Yeah. 
Mm. And you have to understand at least a little bit about like the history of a place. Like, especially if like that's where you live and like that's where you call your home. Then you need to do some mm. research on it, honestly. Like, I was like, what are you doing? Like, instead of like getting up and be like, oh, I'm so fucking proud to be English. I'm not. Like, because I know that like, mm. it's just, it's just countries, you know? It's just like a way to, it's more like division and like how yeah, I see like what, people just being divided over like just trivial shit. It's like, oh, my country is better than your country. Fuck off, is it? No, of course it's not. Yeah, it makes me think of that uh, Shikara song where it's like countries are just <laughs> lines drawn in the sand. Yeah. It's literally all it is, man. Like, I don't know. I just feel like people that like go to war over like, yeah, that their chosen country is just like, are you all right? Like, mm-hmm. you could literally like, go over like a border to another country and would it be any different not fucking really you're just in a different part of the world mm. i don't know stuff like this just astounds me because i don't understand it but then i'm also kind of i'm not happy that you know any of this stuff's happened in history but stuff like this needs to happen in order for people to grow and be like fucking hell that's fucked we can't do stuff like this but also ah uh, like <clears throat> oh this whole this film just made me so uncomfortable like i've never I felt uncomfortable before, but this just mm-hmm. made me feel uncomfortable in ways I didn't even like think you could be uncomfortable about. Yeah. You know, like you just want to get into the the TV and just stop it all. Like, nah, you you fucking weirdo, stop doing what you're doing. No. A lot of toxic masculinity going about as oh, well. Oh fuck it, real men don't just cry. Real men don't cry. Shut all that up. shit. Shut like, up. Yeah. Trying to be. I guess like there was. I think there was probably like some sort of like upset with a lot of men. Who like didn't go to the Falklands and they saw people dying. They saw men dying in the Falklands War. Mm. I guess there was like some sort of like insecurity that. Oh, came like about you weren't man them. enough like, to go die can, in like, the Falklands. You couldn't go because like you weren't drafted or like you were sick or something and all that. I don't, I don't yeah. know, but like I'm sure that probably played into it a bit. And I guess with all these people gone in the in the war, like you're left to like be the man, be the big man of the house and all that, and um, yeah. trying to hold up your country in a way um while everybody else is gone but that obviously obviously it just gave way to like ego and arrogance and like p- 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 uh, people thinking they were better than other people and it's just yeah like, <laughs> like why like one well, one thing I'll, I'll, i would say about britain is that like i know you get the the odd like groups of people who are like very patriotic but like I'm very glad that we're not on like the side of America where we're like almost deluded into thinking we're like the best like mm-hmm. country in the world because stuff like that really makes me cringe. Like, do there's you know where you like, are? I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of people in England who like England fucking best country in the world is. Uh, I mean, yeah, maybe there is, but I feel like in America it's so much like worse. It's, yeah. Well, it's bigger. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 right. More fair enough. More it, people to say it. Yeah, fair enough. But I just, I just don't feel that way about Britain. And I know my, my dad. Obviously, like I said, my dad's not like you know, uh, like a you know, that that patriotic. But he is pretty like proud of like the you know the British country. But I'm like, I think I it's don't... fine to be proud about the country you live in. But I just you have There's to like understand. Limit, right? there? Yeah, there is a limit, and I think you have to understand what makes it the country that you live in. And there's a lot of mm. shit that had to happen in order to th- for things to be the way they are. It's not all sunshine and daisies, you know? It's like people stepped in the shit to get where we are today. Yeah, I, it's I like guess that's like every country really, suffered. isn't it? Yeah. But I don't know, there's just something about like, 
I don't know. I just, maybe it's just me in general, but I've never understood uh, like being proud of somewhere where you were like born. Like I didn't ask to be born in Britain. Why should I be so proud of the fact that I'm British? Like I was literally just born one day. What? Why should I give a shit? Like I don't care. Like I mean, sure, whatever. Britain's not that terrible a country. Like we're actually pretty, you know, well off in mm-hmm. most respects. But yeah, I just never got it. Like ever. Like doesn't matter what country you're from. I don't get it. Yeah. I've. You're literally born there. You just came out of someone's vagina. Like I, who gives a shit? I don't know. I just unless you were cesarean <laughs> or grown in a tube. Oh, sorry, guys. Yeah. Or <laughs> the things you don't consider. Oh, Darcy, please, just be inclusive for once. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it reminded me a lot of like Andrea Arnold's movies as well, and the way that yeah. she shoots British places, or like English or, like, places. Proper, like, proper like, grimy, innit? I saw, yeah. like, we, we watched Red Road on this podcast, um, oh, and yeah. that was very, like, a lot of, like, council estates and all that, and that's where that was set. Uh, I also watched Fish Tank as well. Which was by her, and there was a lot of like, you know, council estate type it's like areas. Grotty it's, it's very and grimy. Yeah, it's like the grotty feel that you get mm. with like the parts of England that aren't like tourist destinations and all mm. that. It's like it's is what the rest of it's like actually. Did yeah, you say where in the Midlands it, it was? Yeah. No, it's like just unspecified. It was shot mostly in Nottingham, I think. Mm. Oh God. <laughs> Poor Nottingham. Jesus Christ! It looked like <laughs> yeah, a shit. Yeah, I can't remember if they ever like say it in the show, but. Mm. Mm. Yeah, he did it like a shit. Oh, I'm so sorry, guys. But yeah, it did. It did remind <laughs> me of Andrew Arnold's movies in that way. Um, I think it was going for like, this is England. This is what England is, and like, it's not like the it's not the Paddington Bear movies. It's like most of it. <laughs> imagine if fucking Paddington Bear was set in this environment. Yeah. Like, you just turn it off. Right? <laughs> this is not where Paddington Bear wants to go. No. He's making marmalade in a sock. <laughs> 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 Comes out of his council estate, he has to yeah. try to open the door five times before he can get out. <laughs> his door's jammed. Oh my god! Some guy banging on the door to tell him to let him in. Someone's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. buzzing from downstairs. Let me up. If there was, if there was, if there was um, like something I didn't really gel all that well with, and there is quite a bit, honestly. I don't think it's like a perfect movie for me. It's quite like a lot of the music didn't gel well with me, or, or like, a lot of it. Because what's happening is like it's already quite sad, but then the movie's music's like it's really dour, like really yeah. dour notes that are playing, just like a lot of like sad piano music. That's like even just when people are talking, like Combo comes back from jail and he's like telling the story about like how he was like about his pudding and like his racist. Oh, yeah, and there was like this sad racist piano story about <laughs> about pudding, and like it's just like this sad piano music playing, and everyone's like looking really sad and like. You didn't need to do that, I don't I, think. I don't know. It kind of made me feel like this is a sad, sad reflection it made of it the... It um, feel more depressing than the yeah. movie, in, I think, warrants. Especially when he says, pud, pud. Yeah. And it's just like piano going... Wow, boy, give me your pud, pud. I really like the music in it, but like... I can completely understand how someone could look at him, think it's like emotionally manipulative mm-hmm. and stuff. I think it's like for me, it really is bordering on that. Yeah. But there's a few bits of music I really like throughout. Like there's a this contrast, a really great contrast throughout the movie where there's like the shots of people walking, where there's like a scene earlier on with like um, Sean and like all the 
like guys like Woody and Lowell and all those guys just mm-hmm. like walking along with Northern Soul playing and it's like seems really happy and everyone's like having a great time. And then like it's contrasted later on by a scene of him walking with um Combo and all like his other his guys and it's like all sad music. Yeah. It's like it's just walking but who yeah. the bloody hell even were those two guys i was like one's mr shithead and the other ones what combos tall. guys yeah like who the it's fuck is mate like i i i I'm like didn't talk at all yeah i mean like who, <laughs> what, what the fuck wasn't yeah. ge- wasn't gelling with them although it was quite funny when one of them tried to take a shit in that in that sharp i was there <laughs> yeah greatly amused by that that's and one that was part it. i ever really vividly remember from this movie yeah because it's I so seen like it years, insane. i remember that part i remember that part and i remember milk getting beaten up it's like yeah, milk, it's yeah. like something out of jackass you know when you're like walking to a store and you're like just shit on the floor and it's like yeah. poo was like orangey it was like weird that scene where uh, like <laughs> uh combo is beating up uh milky though was like oh for fuck's sake it's like horrible. just turns on a dime he's like Oh, you've got it all, haven't you? Because he's telling them about like how he like goes home and like his family are there and like there's like never a what? never a lonely atmosphere. It's like, and it's oh, like always food. You, 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 yeah, you should come yeah. round. We can make you dinner, you know. And all, he's like listing all these like really interesting, um, like diverse foods and and then he just like flips on a dime. He's like, you think you've got it so good, don't you? And he beats the shit out of him. And I think that was like that said a lot about the character I think in that moment it was like this is clearly a guy who's he's so insecure he asked him like you haven't said anything about your mum and dad so I guess like his mum and dad probably weren't around a lot or like the, there's that element to the character I guess yeah, he, just, he seems very lonely he's like um, saying what makes a bad dad he says mm-hmm. that like over and over and over again as if like he has a bad relationship with his dad or like yeah. his dad was never there or, that's what it sounds like, like that's a fair. trap question yeah, you can't answer that in a correct way. Yeah, <laughs> never answer it. Yeah. Just say nothing. No, but he did try to say nothing. And then he got beaten up. You know? That is true. I think he was going to get beaten up either way, though. Like, let's be yeah. honest. That man was so unhinged. Like throwing out all yeah. this racist language. It's like it's so sad. Yeah, it's, it's really so upsetting. upsetting. Ah, it was. Yeah. But then, was... like, he clearly regrets it afterwards. Yeah, he's like I'm not screaming. That, like, isn't makes it? it okay, or like that he's a nice person, but like he clearly didn't. <laughs> actually like want him to die or anything it was just like that all taken over and like i guess when you're faced with like a person who is like so much the polar opposite of you or, like has everything that you wish, wish you had, you had yeah. that's very upsetting or like difficult to deal there's with there's a lot of resentment yeah. to come through that especially when i don't know i also felt like he took it upon himself to be like this guy's also like of jamaican descent and yeah. therefore do you consider yourself jamaican or English. That was, answer me that. Answer me that. That was so uncomfortable yeah. as well. I was like, dude, like, <laughs> what the fuck? What's the right answer to that? Even like, what do you mean? Oh, that's what I mean. The, the answer is both. Like, yeah, there, like there both. is. <laughs> it just is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? How can you answer that? Like, oh, are you one or the other? I mean, like, most of the time, a lot of people aren't one or the other. They're, yeah, they're like, both normally. Yeah, it's like well, I mean. <laughs> Or just like nowadays, I think we've got like people just going everywhere. Yeah. People are going everywhere. And you get like a lot of people who meet other people abroad or like or mm. whatever. And you just, you get a lot of, it's just like a lot of a mixture. And I like it that way. You know, it's like, it's, it's not, it's not all these borders that you have to abide by. It's like, yeah, we should be more like yeah. willing to integrate with other people. And like, I just, 
it's sad to see countries fighting against each other because like one country thinks they're fucking better than the other. It's yeah, like, it's it's fuck it's it is pathetic to be honest. Like I don't know, we're the spice of life, man. Just let people be people. That's what's so upsetting about this war right right now. It's like just it's just a lot of like yeah, but like no one want- and like people thinking that they're better than other people. Yeah, stuff. yeah, but I, th- I think that comes down to only one person truly wanted the war. You know what I mean? It's a lot of things. Yeah, it is a lot of things. I've, I'm not going to chalk it up to like things happen because this one guy was like uh, mad. That's part of it, definitely. I but think, like, I how do you go to war? Part of it, to how do you fair. declare war? It's not like one guy goes, yeah. Oh yeah, no, yeah, no. It comes, yeah, it comes down to that whole like, you know how people like uh, gravitate towards like-minded people or whatever. Obviously, when you've got all these people that are like, yeah, sure, we're great, mm. let's go uh, do the thing, then yeah, you've got some got some problems to be had, which is <sighs> which is why uh, the world just needs. To... Uh, there's a lot of other stuff I love in the movie as well. Um. I love the writing. I think the dialogue is all really great. It's like, it just feels real. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it really does mm-hmm. feel like Shane Meadows took these, like, conversations and, like, the things that happen in the movie from, like, conversations that he actually had, like, when he was younger. Probably it did. just, like... It, yeah. And, like, all the characters as well and the, the, the film and um, the subsequent shows, it just... They just feel like real people. They feel like people that I grew up with and that I knew feel like a lot of these characters are like they like just feel really familiar what you knew people with uh shaved mullets and full fringes yeah man a lot of great interesting uh very interesting hairstyles and yes, clothing choices in this yeah got all mm, the sean at indeed. the end throwing the english england flag into the sea which was a bit over for my taste but he was like wearing double denim double denim on a wednesday <laughs> do you know see. what couldn't even blame him to be honest it looked kind of cold he was just trying to yeah. keep warm. People with crazy hairstyles and all that. It, it was the weird. 80s, was baby. That, who was that girl he was with? Uh, was like Michelle, man. smell. Smell, yeah. Like, I don't what, know why what, I'm called like smell. Like Boy George or something. <laughs> I had yeah. car, like karma chameleons. Like. <laughs> karma chameleon vibes just yeah. shooting off of her. Yeah. yeah. I love um, a lot of the performances as well. I think everyone's really great. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, especially Stephen Graham. He is incredible incredible in this yeah. movie i was like always quite a big fan of him but i remember when i mm-hmm. watched this movie he instantly like became one of my favorite actors i think he's just insanely good in this yeah, yeah. he became one of my favorite actors when i saw him in venom 2 yeah he was great i was he in venom 2 <laughs> he like was a police a guy, guy. Yeah. he was a guy um, i like um thomas turgus who plays um sean a mm-hmm. lot as well he's really good in this i think he's really funny um yeah. he got the role um Basically, because he is that character, like he um, oh, really? <laughs> he'd never acted before. Um, he was banned from the school play because of his like bad behavior, apparently. <laughs> and when um, he was like given the option to audition for the film, he demanded five pounds to do it. That's great. <laughs> That's great. I hope they gave him his five pound. Yeah, apparently he was like way more than five really pounds. rude in the auditions and stuff, and was like swearing at everyone. And you're perfect. <laughs> yeah, he was like instantly hired because of that. No, it, but, it was yeah. probably made for him. To be fair, if he is actually like that in real life. I won't say that's the kind of thing you have to do to get a role. <laughs> but 
I mean, it worked for him. So well, yeah. he was—he could just say he was method acting, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, I did like him a lot. Yeah, he was quite—he was a cool, cool kid. Uh, all right. Uh, should we rate yeah, this? We rate I feel like we've like like the sure. the, yeah. like the sky has like, gone yeah, blue. It's like ten at night. Yeah. yeah, we've been talking quite a while. To be fair, so. mm-hmm. bloody cool. four. I'll blame it on four. Right, go ahead. What we're we doing out of Chris smells. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I think this was a really fantastic movie. Um, rewatching it after watching the um the show um was a really interesting experience because the show is I wouldn't say it's like completely different, but it's definitely it doesn't like tackle racism or anything. It's not really about the Falklands or anything. It's kind of much more just character drama, like showing all these characters growing up. Um the show is incredible. It's probably my favourite TV show at this point. I think it was just Really fantastic experience, and I highly recommend it to both you guys. Um, mm-hmm. It's definitely very hard hitting and very upsetting at points. Um, some stuff that happened in the show are like genuinely some of the most disturbing stuff I've ever seen. But great. it's great; it's so good. Um, I give both the film and the show. Um, was it ten smells out of ten? Mm. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I didn't think it was quite as fantastic as you. But I do like it a lot, and now I never have to watch it again. Um, I, I like a lot of what it's going for. There was a lot that kind of I felt like I could I kind of dropped off a bit. There's stuff that I thought could probably done without that. Um, but ultimately, I think it's it's probably a movie you should watch. It's quite an important movie, and I think it paints yeah. a an interesting picture of a very dark time in English history. Um, I'll give it seven smells out of ten. Seven smells forever. Never going to watch it again, thanks. Because <laughs> it's so depressing. You're just trying to fill up the space while Darcy's on Darcy's her Darcy's like, completely clocked out. Doesn't understand what's going on. So, uh, no, sorry, your work thing's come up and it's actually... It's 10 at night, bro. Yeah, I know, it's actually really, really pissed me off. Anyway, um, yeah. Um, I, I like the movie, but I, I thought I was going to like it more because Chris kept like banging on about recommending it. Like, yeah, yeah, you're going to... I think you're really gonna like this movie. I think you're gonna love this movie. And I was like, yeah, I liked it, but I I, I didn't like ten out of ten fall in love with it or anything. So uh, seven smells out of ten. Yeah, maybe you'll like the show more. Yeah, maybe actually, maybe. Yeah. Okay, I recommended a movie. Came out last year. It was directed by Will Sharp, uh, and it's called The Electrical Life of Louis Wayne. Uh, me and Darcy saw this movie. Uh, January, yeah, I think yeah, it, was. it came out like bang. Yeah, like the, it came out the, yeah. um, January first in the UK. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it that's was a, that. it was a New Year's exploration <laughs> for us. Yeah, um, it's about Louis Wayne. He was a real man. He was an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a an inventor, an entrepreneur, and a caretaker. And uh, he adopts like a stray kitten. It's about his life. It's about um, it's, it's a biopic about his life and how he made cats like a mainstay in like culture i guess how people like adopted cats and made them pets um but it is about a lot of like pivotal moments within his life that were uh, i guess it's very sad you know it was like a it's like a chronicle of like this sad life that he led um where just like horrible things happened to him and you get brief moments of like beauty in it where like he's having like just the best time ever but ultimately um I found it to be a very upsetting and kind of dour movie, but also it has this kind of through line 
right? It's like the electrical life of Louis Wayne. And he's, he's always going on about, like, there's electricity within people. And it doesn't, like, go in, like, and there's, like, lots of lights and, like, he invented electricity or whatever. It's, it's about more, like, the aura of people and, like, how people interact with one another. I think, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's probably, it's more about, like, giving people a chance and, like, seeing that people are more than you might give them credit for at face value. Um, I really like it. I wanted to watch it again, see if my opinion changed. I think it's a visually stunning movie. It's it's like a one one point three seven by one aspect ratio. It's kind of like a box, um, but I, I really enjoyed this movie when I saw it the first time. Um, kind of wanted to see if opinions changed. I know Chris hasn't seen it, so I wanted to get his opinion as well. What do we think? Yeah, it was a really sweet movie. I liked it a lot. Nice. Yeah. How about um, you, Darcy? <laughs> you like you have <laughs> seen it before, I thought Chris obviously. Was gonna... I no, I was, was just giving expect- my base level for. Oh yeah, yeah no, um, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I I still enjoyed it. Um, I I've like studied a little bit about um the artist himself, like when I was doing like my pre degrees and stuff. So when I heard about this movie coming out, I was like, okay, this could be quite interesting. And it was actually like, it was kind of what I sort of expected it to be like because the the man is literally schizophrenic and bloody mm-hmm. loves cats. I was like, Do you know what? This could be the good. This could be a movie for me, and I still really enjoyed it the second time round. So, uh, needless to say, great little yeah, it's movie. It's one of the great yeah. schizophrenic cat movies. Uh, there's so very little of them around. I feel like we need so more few. representation. <laughs> no, I really like the whole like you know when artists um, get like a get like a movie or like yeah. a you know like a, is it biopic kind of biopic, thing? Biopic, yeah. Yeah, I love that kind of thing. Like I've watched a, a fair few of them now. Like I watched one a couple of years ago about um Egon Schiel. Um mm-hmm. so yeah, I really like that kind of thing. So I was really keen to to watch it and yeah, still liked it. So it was good. Yeah. And I lots of pretty cats. A lot of pretty cats, a lot of pretty colours, um and yep. all that and like the way it's shot. Um there is like a shimmer throughout the the movie, which I think um, it contrasts very well with like the film it's shot on. Um, mm, very like pastely and it? or vintagey, very, yeah. very kind of yeah. vintagey, kind of pastely. Um, it's, I guess, like it has like a lot of like color, like very faintly or like it shimmers a bit. And I think that was probably yeah. it was probably the electricity of it that they were talking about most of the time. That's kind of what I took it as. It's like oh yeah, it's like, kind of yeah. everywhere, and like that's what connects people Little to each other. Beams of light and stuff. Like um, it was like that particular bit where um. Him and oh, I've forgotten her name. His wife are like sitting in that like garden area, like this yeah. woodland area, and it's like really pretty. And it kind of reminded me of like one of those like George Surratt paintings, like the ones that are like um, I think it was like pointillism and stuff, where it yeah. like looks like a painting because it like stops and then goes back out. And I thought it was really cool. Like I like the kind of like touches that they they kind of add in with like the. The artistic, yeah. like it's a very artsy movie. It's a very know? artsy you movie. You show this to like, That's like whoever. Yeah. Maybe it's not for everyone. This like this is like a pretentious artsy movie, but it is also trying to say something about this guy who who lived in like uh and his life. A and very strange life, indeed. A lot about mental illness and how mm. like just because like you're mentally ill or like maybe you you don't interact with people in the same way that like people you would expect to normally would like if you came from mm. just a, like more of a neurotypical kind of world i guess yeah but- like s- supposedly um the 
the older he got and the worse his like schizophrenia became, the more like the cats started to look more like geometric like shapes of cats yeah, yeah. rather than actual cats. So like or it was like becoming more like um symmetrical uh pictures of like uh geometry and like um you know just like uh of like florets and stuff and then like this cat image in the middle but like doesn't actually look like a cat anymore just like this baseline of a cat Mm -hmm. and i love that kind of shit because if you look at his work it's like it's like so obvious that like it started off like you know you see all the you know the playful cats and stuff in like the newspapers and stuff he was doing it was like actual cartoon Mm -hmm. imagery where it was like seated in okay it's surrealist but it's like you can tell they're cats yeah and like the longer it goes on just the the more bat shit like the work becomes but like yeah just before he died it was just like almost like unrecognizable cat images and i just thought it was so like fascinating to like uh especially like to study about because we uh there's like similar artists that like take like certain drugs and things and then will like try to like replicate things that are similar mm-hmm. and they don't look anything like it so it's just, i don't know i just find that kind of thing fascinating he was just like a very interesting kind of guy like his life was really really sad but like at the mm-hmm. same time kind of n- I want to say not normal, but like, I don't think anything like overtly like insane really ever happened to him, if you think about it. No. I mean, it was just like he lost a lot of people. Yeah, it was like he was just like disconnected from reality towards yeah. the end. It was just, and that's probably what made some of his artworks like really interesting, especially when, um, what was that? Uh, Olivia Coleman, the beautiful the narrator. narrator. Yeah. Yeah, when she's like, Oh, the more anguish he had in his life, the more beautiful his pictures became. Yeah. And I was like, that is such he a true, like, like creative, like yeah. person. That was an struggle, upsetting line, I think. But like, we all felt it, though. Let's be honest. All three of us were like, yeah. oh, damn. Like he found the more depressed he got, the more like, interesting his work yeah. became. And, like, that's a dangerous thing to realize. It's true. It is true, though. Like, I think, um, yeah, a lot of people within, like, our, uh, our artistic mm. creativity can kind of relate to that kind of thing but i think a lot of it also comes down to maybe not with him but like especially with people like me i like to use it as like a means of kind of just uh doing something else for a while when things mm-hmm. get too much you kind of you know you kind of like get lost in creating something being productive and doing something else and i don't know there was just something really like i think he just became immersed in like this kind of like uh, me and my wife, we had this uh, kitten and cats make us happy and I want to live on with the cats with her and that yeah. kind of stuff. And I was like, yeah, I just, I just found it, it was like really heartbreaking, but like really sweet at the same time. I don't even know that I would say like, oh, and then when he was like super upset, like his work got better. I just think it was like a different kind of style that he was going for. Um, where <laughs> it wasn't so bright, like, yeah. <laughs> in his head all the time. And mm. like, honestly, I don't like the idea of like this trope of like the tragedy of the artist who's like so depressed all the time and like that's what makes their art great. I think you should be able to recognize what makes your art great without marring yourself in like either solitude or like just depression and thinking that if you get more depressed, your art will be better because that's not, I don't think that's true at all. No, I mean, obviously, like, I think it's quite relatable because we have all been through like. Periods of like, you know, when you when you get uh, uh you know, when you get depressed or whatever, and it gives you like some strange like material to work with, or you're like motivated to do something, or you come up with like a really good idea or whatever. But in like recent time, I feel like now that I'm like in a better state of mind, I don't. Yeah, I kind of you don't really relate to it as much anymore. Like you know, when you like 
oh, I don't have to be like fucking miserable as shit mm. or dying whatever to create something good. Like you can just be good. Yeah, I don't know. You have saying, talent. Like, don't create art if you're sad. I think that's the perfect. No, there's a balance isn't to there, create there's art. It? Yeah, but it's it's all about expression, and that's a way to express what you're feeling in that moment. And it should, mm. yeah, I think, it should take some of that away ultimately. Yeah, to be it, like, it, it can just I'm feeling be like horrendous. Let's do like a piece of art, and then that's something that you you put some of your sadness into that, and it takes it away for a bit. I think, and I think that's kind of what he did. But mm. it's it is a dangerous thing to realize that depression makes you a better artist. It's also more dangerous, I think, to seek it out. Yeah, I I, I don't understand people that like, I don't know you, like. Uh, you don't want to like psychologically like um convince yourself that you can only make good art mm. if you are miserable as shit because I don't think it entirely works like that. It's just in history we've seen it time and time and time again where you have like the like Van Gogh for fucking instance like he yeah. was quite mentally unwell as well and he made his best art when he was in uh, one of those asylums up in um I think it was in, somewhere in France. That's he, where he lived. Well, there, there, there was a specific place yeah. in France where he was in an asylum, and that's where he did the Starry Night. He yeah. was looking outside of it. So I'm, it's, it's all because I'm just writing this fucking book. So I've I've just researched yeah. into like loads of this. And he was like, apparently, he drew it from like memory during the day. He would look at the sky at night and then draw it during mm -hmm. the day. So he never actually drew it from like what's that real still life? Like he never yeah. actually like drew the sky from from the sky. Yeah, I think. It's just that trope. It's just a trope it of a trope, you just yeah. got to be like Egon Shield as well. He was like, I don't know, he was fucking dying of like the fucking influenza, the Spanish but, flu. You know what I mean? Like, know, it's just that shit. Yeah, but like, who's to say what art is better than what? You know, it who's to it's, say it's that like Louis Wayne's art when he was at his most upset is better than when he was at his happiest? Yeah, because I really different. fucking love the parts in this movie where he's so happy. And he's with um, Emily, who's played by That's Claire it. Foy. Couldn't remember her name. <laughs> That's like some of the best parts of this movie is just when he's like so happy because he's such a lonely guy and he doesn't really have any friends and like she's his only friend. Yeah, you get this like yeah. small. It is a small section of the movie where like he's just at his happiest, and I think that's it. He's played so fucking well yeah. by Benedict Cumberbatch. It's like it's such a performance that I got swept under the rug because he did um, Power of the Dog and like nobody saw. The electrical life of Louis Wayne. Yeah, because they're, they're just like, <laughs> I, th I think they're just both like fantastic performances. I, th I think just a lot of people probably heard the title of the film and went, What the fuck is yeah, this? I'm never watching it. Yeah, that. I mean, I told someone at work um, <laughs> yesterday that we were doing the podcast tonight, and I was like, I told him what films we were watching. I told him what this, like, The Electrical Life of Louis Wayne. He's like, Oof. Yeah, it's not a marketable I mean, title. No, it's not. The fi that's, what, that's what makes it worse because. For people like me who already know who he was, I was like, oh my god, that's mm. so cool. Like, you know, like little fucking art pixies are coming out like, oh, that's cool. And then all the other people are like, oh, it's a guy who has a cat? Like, what yeah. is this movie about? It's the guy that made cats cool. <laughs> he did make cats cool. He was the original cat meme man. It, he was a cat meme <laughs> man. <laughs> the thing is, like, I, th I think he, I don't know, I think maybe he did play as like his own important part in... Like history as well. Like, like forget art for a second. He literally made it so that like people had a different perspective on like yeah. cats. Like it, people he changed. Yeah, like, he... the world basically. Yeah, yeah, like without even knowing it because he just wanted to draw his stupid fucking cat. 
he was like, oh, yeah, look, now people can come out of the cat closet, quote unquote, and have cats in the house. Sorry, there is a daddy long legs in here. and I bug. (laughs) I fucking hate them. So I'm now hyper aware. There's two here. That it's that. Is there two? Yeah, there's two. Nah, They're I'm both fu- on the ceiling. Nah, I'm, f- I'm fucking leaving. You watch. <laughs> like, if one comes near me and I go silent, listeners and uh, listeners are like, uh, I'm not here anymore. I've actually, I've deserted the mic. I've. Uh... <laughs> She's been eaten by a daddy long <laughs> I d- <laughs> Yeah, I also like this kind of commentary on how it is set over like a lot of years. It is his life. It's like the life of Louis Wayne. It starts when so, he's... Yeah, it's a lot of years. Like he's relatively young, I guess, 30s, 40s. Um, but like, you see how he's kind of competing. He's like this really great artist and people are hiring him because he's a great artist. Mm. Um, I guess like, maybe you wouldn't be able to get a job because he's so like how he is. Um, eccentric he like, is he's the very eccentric. Um, he's very eccentric <laughs> and he... Um, talks in these different ways that people don't really talk like him and like he's very awkward and very shy around people um but i like kind of the commentary of like yeah you know what like if we can't get louis wayne like what does it matter because like photography was on the rise and like the the idea of like taking photos he goes to like the boxing match and people are taking a bunch of photos and he gets shown the photos it's like he's like where's the electricity though it didn't capture the electricity of the fight and Mm. he's like it did there's the photos um I guess, like, obviously nowadays, people are not hired to draw what things are. I guess... I guess M- more. More yeah, so. I, th- I, I think, think also it's, like, it's one of those things you can't exactly just... Well, he used to work really people quickly. People have cameras but... on their phone. Yeah, Everyone exactly. has a Everyone, camera yeah. on them at all times it's, now. It's like, you know, because um, you get people that... The only people uh, in the, like, drawing, like, illustrating world that um, kind of have to draw to the same sort of capacity, like, you know, like, quickness and things, are the people that do like um in it like the police um like photoshops or yeah. whatever and then like the people in courtrooms have to draw the like the people like the, i swear those are the only people that have to like draw mm-hmm. really quickly and you need to have that skill everyone else is just you just got a phone yeah. you just got a camera you just he, yeah he was drawing with two pencils at, at the, the same, same time. time yeah he was a sy- symmetry man i'm not, like when <clears> i shit you not that man is like my symmetry mm. inspiration but like you can never do it like him. There's it's, just something no. fascinating about it, the way mm-hmm. he does it. And it was all by hand as well. Like, I can cheat it now. You can get yeah. on, you could get on an iPad and get a mirror and it would draw the same mm-hmm. thing you're drawing on the other side. He did that by hand, bruv. He did that by hand and he did it simultaneously <laughs> with two hands. <laughs> it's crazy. I fucking love his artwork. Yeah, it's, it, like, it's, 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 so it's one of my favourites. A lot yeah. of it at like, the end, like the credits are like, you don't even... Like, oh, that's over, and then you, like, turn it off. Because it's, like, yeah. the credits are just full of his artwork, and it's it's so lovely. And I think they were able to kind of replicate it within the movie itself because it is so artsy, and, like, mm. all the, the shot composition is off the chart. It's insane. And, like, all, the, all this, like, there's the glow to it, and, like, all these different shots they're able to get. Like, he paints, like, flowers on a mirror, and then it shows, mm. like, a shot from them inside of the mirror that he's painted on it looks amazing yeah i think he's a little bit underrated actually yeah. like when it when it comes to like actual artists because i didn't know who he was until i um i think it was when i started like my pre-degree when i was like 17 or something never knew who he was before then and ever since then i've been sort of like fascinated with like these stupid cute little cats and their giant eyes yeah. and 
I don't know. I just love it. I just think it's really cute. Yeah. Going back to what you said about the shot composition, I think the film just generally looks really, really gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It's we like do, has yeah. this really warm, soothing color palette. I think yeah. all the shots are really good. It was um shot by Eric Wilson, who's a cinematographer of the Paddington movies. Mm-hmm. And oh, it kind of well, has that same mm-hmm. sort of vibe. Oh, I was just waiting really for you to bring up something yeah. about Paddington. Yeah, it's Here very warm. It's so it takes you in. Yeah, yeah, it's like very, yeah, very like, what do you call it? Warm tones, isn't it? Like yellows and, I don't know. Sorry, I can't stop like this fucking yeah. bug. A lot of like fading kind of like orangey kind of pulses within it. And it's like, the in combination with the film, it's like it comes alive. It's like the shot is alive and it's not because the people who are in it are like talking or like whatever. It's like the the film feels alive. And if you're going to make a movie about an artist, it kind of has to be an arty movie. It kind of has to be like this kind yeah. of you can't weird, not have an arty intricate movie. art house kind of movie. Otherwise, like, what's, what are you doing? Yeah, it uses colour palette really effectively in some scenes where it'll just like... There's a couple of scenes where it's like completely monochromatic and it's just all one colour. So mm-hmm. there's like one scene where he's talking to like his old boss and like it's, everything's like completely yellow. Mm-hmm. So like just a really creative usage of colours throughout. Yeah, I think Benedict Cumberbatch learned how to paint for this role. He's like, there is part, there oh, are parts he? where he's, cool. he's actually doing it, and you do see him like drawing a lot in the movie. Um, but yeah, I think I, I there's did, such a commitment to it. Yeah, I wondered whether he was like, so you know, like in those scenes where he's like in, um, in like his mental hospital or whatever. Yeah, like um, you see all like the papers with like the artwork on it. I wondered whether they were like replicated or whether mm. like someone like just photocopied them and went fuck it here have yeah. a whole bunch of like artwork i'm sure a lot of it was not stuff that he had drawn personally uh benedict cumberbatch but i i'm i'm certain he drew quite a bit of it um and i just love that kind of commitment he's, he's a very dedicated actor i think yeah there's a lot that like i kind of didn't rate him that much like back when he was doing sherlock or whatever and everybody was like fawning over him was, like yeah okay well who's I never this guy did, to be fair. um but then, like, what? You come down with fucking Power of the Dog, which is like one of the best movies of last year, and like this, which nobody saw, even though they should have. It's a shame. It's a it's real a fucking shame. But I guess it's like how it's marketed as well. I don't even know like how I found out about this movie. Also, it's just like the stupid fucking name. I remember we saw a trailer for it in the cinema once. Oh yeah, and yeah, I, that's I, why, yeah. yeah, I got super excited because I was like, oh my god, it's the it's the cat guy, and everyone yeah. was like, and you two were like, what? Mm. And I was like, the cat guy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. We have to go see the cat guy, and then only me and Max went to go and see yeah. the cat guy. You mi- you did miss out, Chris. It was a mm-hmm. it was a visual experience on the brain. It's a visual treat, visual feast. Especially when you're on the screen that big, but you know, yeah, yeah. It's whatever. It's fine. I do love all like I think their chemistry is like fantastic. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch and Claire Foy was fantastic. I think yeah. she's brilliant. Um, the one from the crowd. The one from the crowd. The one from the crowd. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I just, yeah, I love, and you really believe that they're in love and like the whole time. Yeah, like, I do, yeah. They have like, these awkward moments together and all that and like kissing in the men's bathroom and all that. It's it's really great and it's really nice and like he shaves his... It's quite wholesome, isn't shaves it? Shaves his moustache off and he's like, oh, I've shaved my moustache off and she's like, you look very handsome and all that. It's, like, they were very... Yeah, they were just so cute. very nice. It's very like cute them. and like... All that they do enough to like make you believe that they love each other so much, and then mm. like, they get their own house, and then they adopt a cat, Peter, and he comes in, and he's a cat. I love that they adopt a cat. And you mean that. they found then, like, the cat? <laughs> just like there's a great fucking monologue where like they're just like lying together and like kind of crying a bit, 
just like I, he's like I just don't know what what I'm gonna do when you're gone. Don't like, you, I can't even imagine. Don't it. you dare! Uh, Every, like when that was, I was just, I was like, I was a uh, drawing on my part. I was like, don't listen, don't yeah, listen to right. this because you're gonna get upset. Just don't listen. <laughs> the world's to world's gonna be less beautiful, and she's like, the world is beautiful, Louis. Like <laughs> fucking hell, man. And they like. Yeah, that was horrible the first time. Oh, man. Yeah, it's really, really sweet. I think that's actually like my favorite stuff in the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Once she dies, I'm not as interested in the film. I've got to admit, Mm. I think it is best when them two are like together in the movie. Yeah. I wouldn't wouldn't say like completely like the film fell off or anything. I just, I didn't care as much after that. Yeah, because I really loved all the stuff with like them like together and. Just like everything up until the point where she dies, I was really, really enjoying. And afterwards, I was like, oh, no, kind of lost the, my interest a the, little bit. The bit where he finds her is like yeah, the worst. Really, really he's sad. like making his egg. There's he's like, like yeah, yeah, I'm going to bring it. Oh, don't oh, stop it. Like, I'm like, has he noticed? And then like, he goes downstairs and you're like, has he noticed? And he just like tries to light this match and he's like fumbling. Because he, he, like, he knows. He knows. And oh, fucking, it's so, it's soul destroying. Oh, yeah. It's no, so upsetting. Like that, uh, that and that and that monologue bit. Is, those are the two worst bits of the mm. film for me. I'm just like, I can't, I can't do it. I'm like, ignore it. Yeah. It's not happening. <laughs> I think, yeah, those are some of my favorite parts in the movie, definitely. But I don't think it like takes a nosedive or anything. I don't even think it like gets worse or, or nah. like, even at all, even like even slightly does it get worse. Um, but I, I just think it's like from that point, it's a, it's. You watch his descent, yeah, and there's yeah, like and honestly, nothing you like, do. You, and, like, you just watch his so life get worse, yeah. In his artwork now, and like that's what he does, and like you know when you lose someone, you try to distract yourself a lot, and like mm. that's what he was ultimately trying to do, and it's like and it became famous. And it was from all doing it. for her, and like that's like she fostered that with him, and like now he, he's the cat man, and he draws cats and all that, and you see him like slowly deteriorate over the movie, and he, and, he develops schizophrenia and all this, and it's. Yeah, it's it's horrible. Why we could, what, sorry, I was and it got worse again because I was just thinking about when his cat dies. Yeah, <sighs> what the fuck was that about? That <laughs> like, his cat dies, which is horrible. It's just like, oh so upsetting. They just like, show yeah. his like limp body. It's like, oh for fuck's sake! Like, it doesn't get much worse than like then oh his your sister wife gets like leprosy, <laughs> and then she gets schizophrenia, and then she dies, and then his mother dies very soon after, and then very soon after that. His employer dies. Who oh, just, and like, his, saw his other sister his dies. Other sister as dies. Well. And yeah, and like his employer, who like so showed so much like uh, zeal for him, and was like, I just, uh, I really love what you're doing, Lily. He just gave him all that like encouragement, and he gave him all these opportunities to like really be like he, get, he kept him in pay, and like gave him an opportunity to to be an artist. It's so upsetting, and it never lets up. It never lets up it's, from that moment. It's when so. It's, st- when it's really happy with him, when he's with Emily, that's the happiest it ever gets. And the rest of it is so fucking bleak. It's so bleak. Yeah, like... Uh, oh, you... A horrible fucking scene, like, right at the end, where, like, he's... This guy comes into the, the hospital where he's at. Or, like, it's like an asylum, I guess, or like an old folks' home. And he's... The guy insane who's on the... fucking prosthetics oh, right, on, right. The, on Benedict Cumberbatch's yeah, face. Yeah, it looks so good. It looked so real. It was, it was, he just like this old dude who's like so <laughs> done with it. I think he was like kind of blind as well. And he just like starts crying and he's got to get talking about like how she influenced him and all that. And like he says he failed. And I was like, fucking hell. How could you think that? It's, 
it is like a symptom of like I think a lot of artists feel that way and they just don't feel good enough and they just don't they feel like there's just they never live up to what they feel could be their full potential even though he made so many people happy even though he basically changed the world he still feels like he failed it was just heartbreaking yeah yeah he's like talking about how his art like everything he paints connects to someone but at the same time everyone who looks at his paintings is connected to him so he's never alone and i thought that was like a really really great monologue is it's true i guess it's true though yeah. you can you can apply that to most creative things that's what i like that's what i love about mm-hmm. just being like creative just everything is connected to someone and you'll live on that's the electricity creations. we're connected through electricity and um, i love that and sharing art with each other. Um, I love that last shot where it goes back to the place um, where him and Emily were and she says, like, this is our place, Louis. This is where I'll be. Fucking, fucking hell. (laughs) And it goes back to it and it looks looks like a painting and it's it's the perfect thing they could have possibly ended the movie on. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, this is where, and I think like probably, like maybe he died in that moment, but like, he was with her, you know, and that was like, maybe he, that whole thing about him, like, going there was not actually real. And I think maybe he just died. Yeah, this, maybe. I don't know, this, this, this film always gives me, like, the, uh, you're, you're really upset, but you're also, like, really yeah. hopeful at the same time. I get that a lot movie. with these yeah, arty movies, though. Really sweet. I'm like, oh, I'm so depressed after that, but I'm also so happy at the same time. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's very strange. I love the film's um, usage of um, the pheromen. Yes, that's so yeah. cool. The pheromen. Yeah, it's so, like yeah. that really like creepy like sort of sound that they use in a lot of like old horror movies and stuff. I must have the, um, not paid no attention. It's to so it. you know the instrument that's like um, you don't yeah, touch like it. It's like the aerial one. Yeah. You don't touch don't it. Remember it makes it. a sound. I don't through, remember like, that. Yeah, it's in the soundtrack. Uh, that's probably yeah. why another fucking cool it's thing. It's really, like... really well used. I think. Yeah. I love all the music in it. Um, sometimes it could be a bit overpowering. Like yeah, sometimes, I think maybe a bit. But it, uh, it didn't really take me out of the movie all that much. Um, I really have very little to criticise the movie on. There's like a part where like he's, I think he's going a bit more in, like, into the schizophrenia. Like he's, he feels like the cats are talking to him and he's like, that was quite sad. But like, yeah. it was also quite interesting that he felt like he was making some progress with cats and feeling like, yeah, and eventually they'll be able to talk. And I do oh, think yeah, he they'll, believes they'll that. They'll stand on their hind legs yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the bit where they've got like subtitles? Yeah. yeah. So good. Like, Louis, where are we going and all that? And like, I love jumping. I like jumping. I love that. I like jumping. <laughs> yeah. It's all great. <laughs> oh. Oh, we gotta talk about the fucking. So, like, there's this part where um, I think he's got like a bit of trauma from his childhood, and we don't ever really know what it was about. But it was maybe that he had like a bad dream that like scarred him, or like maybe he was on a boat at one point. Um, and he's getting like a lot of trauma from like this boat that like maybe it sunk or it capsized in in the sea, and like the waves were going everywhere and. Like they go to a play and they go to the Tempest and like that kind of triggers it for him a bit. And um, there was like a scene where like he's looking through a porthole and like he sees himself as a child. He's like running to his mother and father's rooms. It's saying like, "Mummy, daddy, help me! I'm drowning." And it comes back 
when he's like having this kind of schizophrenic episode on a boat where he's coming back from America. Uh, and he, it, it shows that it, like this, the ship is sinking and he's sinking in it and like all the, the water is coming in and he's like screaming and, and then it's just like dead cuts and it's just like him like standing in his room, in his cabin room. He's like wet himself. Mm. The taps are on. He's just like screaming, Mummy, Daddy, help me, I'm drowning. It's like, oh, fucking hell, man. Does this guy's life not get any worse? Yeah. It's so dour. It is. It's, this is that's why I find this film so interesting, because I'm always like, because it's so, it hits you with depression thing after depression thing, but you still leave feeling like, really like... How does it do that? Really yeah, alleviated. You're like, wow, you're like was, how? <laughs> how am great. I feeling hopeful like, actually, about yeah. this? <laughs> because it's a movie about love. Yeah, ultimately so. it's not this sad story about a guy who just got no. dealt bad hands it's about a guy who changed the world and he had a lot of love in his life and maybe his sisters and his mother didn't treat him very well mm. but ultimately they kind of came to that realization themselves and they're like I'm, like I'm sorry and like I'm sorry I treated you that way and they kind of wanted to reconcile at the end mm. like it is it is about love in that way and how we connect with people and electricity frequencies. Yeah. <clears throat> Sounds very um, tinfoil hat, but it makes mm -hmm. more sense if you've seen it. <laughs> uh, it's getting a bit late, so I guess yeah, we'll we cut it? off yeah, the uh, this... conversation here. I do, one part I really like was like that 2001-esque kind of kaleidoscope, cat kaleidoscope thing they do. Oh, what the thing near uh, the yeah, air? Really just like cool. coming, yeah, it's like a kaleidoscope. Yeah. Like weird, like interesting colours and like shifting all the time and like different cats going in and out of it. It, it was kind of like that scene in 2001 a bit. It was gnarly. It was, it was really cool. Really great. Okay. Should, yeah, we could probably talk about this all day, but mm. I think we've got to, we, we've got to put a cap in this yeah. at some point. Do it out of Peter's. Okay, go From ahead. Peter. <laughs> For the meow meow. Shout out to my boy. Shout out to my boy oh, Peter. Hold on. That was another thing, wasn't it? The meow meow music. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the meow meow we, music. We'll have to unpack that, that was, another yeah, time. Maybe another time. Just watch the movie. <laughs> yeah. You'll know. I'll get Chris to put it in the outro. <clears throat> I don't think you will. <laughs> yeah, I like this movie a lot. It was really sweet. Um, really great <laughs> acting, visually really interesting. Um, I definitely didn't love, love it as much as you guys, but I still did like it a lot, and I'm glad I watched it. So I give it like seven Peters out of ten. Mm -hmm. I love this movie. I think it's amazing. Um, and I was kind of getting choked up while talking about it as well. It just like, goes to show like how how much of an impact it had. Um, I would recommend it because I don't think a lot of like people didn't really see it or like I think it's on Now TV even um, mm -hmm. go and watch it on Now TV yeah it was on Prime weirdly because it was like half funded by Amazon <laughs> Studios so I don't know yeah, why it was weird. taken off Prime yeah. interesting that is strange but stupid, yeah stupid but interesting you should watch it it's great um, I agree it's a movie for everyone I think and a lot of you can get a lot out of it um, it's, it's also very historical about this guy who lived and you're better off knowing about him than you are not knowing about him um i'll give it nine peters out of ten it did go up this time for me i did like it a bit more yeah it was a very magical movie um yeah i'd actually i, I mean I, yeah i'm gonna recommend it i just think um just ignore the stupid fucking title of this movie the title of it sucks but um <laughs> Uh, yeah, magical, pretty cats. If you like cats and you like colours and you like art, it's going to be a movie for you. So I'm going to give it eight Peters out of ten. Rest in peace, nice. Peter, you cute little bastard. Rest in peace, Peter, my boy. Yeah, he was cute. 
Um, yeah, so we've gotten onto my movie. I think almost everybody in the world has seen this movie uh, by this point. So I picked Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse from 2018. There's too many directors, so I'm not going to name them. No. What? <laughs> we haven't got the time, guys. Um, so, <laughs> so the movie's about um, a boy called Miles who, um, you know, is, uh, you know, the typical Spider-Man gubbins. He uh, goes out, gets bitten by a spider, and then has to kind of work out how to be Spider-Man. Then he opens like up like this portal shit and no, all these other multiverse like spider people come out. Darcy, and, did you, know you actually watch this movie? <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying to run through this quickly because uh, it's very late now. Um, anyway, uh, not most people have seen this movie, so what do we think about it? Because we can just talk about the plot in a minute. Yeah, it's directed by Bob Persietti, <laughs> Peter Ramsey, and Rodney Rothman. See how easy that was. Um, no, it wasn't quick enough. <laughs> We're wasting valuable seconds. It's obviously great. I saw this um, when it came out. I saw it on my birthday, I believe. I was like. Gotta go see the Spider-Man movie. <laughs> <laughs> and it was great. Um, uh, I think the person I went with um, was like, we gotta go see the Spider-Man movie. And they were like, um, it's, it's a baby movie. It's, it's an animated baby movie. It's, it's a baby, not so a like, baby why, movie. Why would you take me to see this animated movie? I'm like, what? what? I think it looks sick. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, more animation. I'm always saying it. More animation, please. More animation, that looks like, like this. No, no, because oh, you say like that. It. You said no. You said that, Darcy, when we were watching it. More and more, more movies look like this. It's like if every movie looked like this, it would make this one less interesting, yeah. right? It, this has a distinct style. It's going for something interesting and new that we've not seen before. If everything was like this, well, then, not everything, but I'd like to see a, you know, the, you know maybe when, a little bit. More. When everyone's super, no one will be, you know, and all that. It's the great syndrome quote. <laughs> I this like that. That was a good yeah. segue, in, you know. It's a great movie. It's one it of the is. best superhero movies. It might be the best yeah, superhero movie. I think it movie. is actually the best yeah, superhero movie. Yeah, I would movie. agree. Well, I agree to disagree with that. <laughs> Whatever. But yeah, it's it's in. And I mean, it's it's still like a PG. It's like it's for everyone. It's like I think even if you don't if you don't know who Spider Man is, watch this. You and know you who Spider Man yeah. is, and and it does a really good job of exploring what it means to be. Spider-Man, um, not just like what it means to be a superhero, but like what it means to be Spider-Man. This guy that like was created by you know the Marvel team back when they made him up. Um, <laughs> he's, yeah, when he, yeah, he's, he was like, in fruition, <laughs> and yeah. they explore him very well. And, and you've got like a lot of Spider-Men to go into. You got like the Nick Cage Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. You got the Japanese Spider Girl, and you got uh, Spider-Ham. Spider Spider John, John Mulaney. Mulaney. Yeah. <laughs> All these guys. It starts and Spider-Man fucking dies. Yeah. It started, that's what I did. I didn't... I was like, what the fuck? When I first saw that movie, I was like, Sp they just killed Spider-Man. <laughs> King the Spider-Man movie. Smashing his fists into him and he dies. And you're like, oh my God, Spider-Man's dead. And he doesn't come back to life. <laughs> it's crazy. I fucking love that they did that. Um, but I mean, obviously he's not. He, no, one, no one's ever really dead. But I mean, that guy is... And he doesn't come back. Then you get all these other Spider-Men like there's a teach Miles Morales how to be Spider-Man. And mm. Miles is this kid who's just like, oh, I don't know, whatever. Um, I'm just going about my life and all that. And he's a really great character. And I'm I'm loving I like that like 
we've like never had a Miles Morales movie before. Oh, they come out with it, and it's the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, they manage that. <laughs> Miles Morales is an incredibly new character. He only existed for a few years. Oh, really? They they, they literally made Miles Morales because um, there's that episode of Community with, where Donald Glover has like a. Uh, Spider-Man shirt on yeah. and everyone was like oh my god hire Donald Glover as Spider-Man right now and because of that oh, uh, really? Marvel created Miles Morales like a black Spider-Man what, yeah. what? and they just didn't ask Donald Glover to be Spider-Man nah oh, that, would have thought, that. that would have fit in quite well with like the meme of it all though yeah there's actually a shot in this movie where um uh, Miles goes to see his uncle Aaron goes down to his apartment and mm. on his TV screen, they're showing that clip from Community. Oh, really? Oh, well. oh. I didn't see that. Was there a, <laughs> yeah, it's like an Easter egg that I spotted like the second or third time I watched it. Was oh, there well. a poster of Chance the Rapper in there yeah, as well? Yeah, I noticed that. That colouring book album yeah, yeah, covers, yeah. Like, comes up quite a lot. In so the iconic. I was like, oh, that's there. <laughs> yeah, no, that yeah. was cool. I think everything, I just think everything looked really cool in this movie. Everything did look really cool. Yeah, yeah the really animation's cool. incredible. There's yeah, was- so much like incredible attention to detail it was like throughout. opening a comic book and just like you know like if a comic book could move yeah well that was like. the point they kind of um they intentionally tried to make it look like it was um made using the offset printing that old marvel comics used yeah so it's like With a lot of it, it's like stuff. yeah a lot of the colors are like warps there's like a newsprint sort of look at points uh they also it's done at like a lower frame rate than the usual movie i think it's like it moves instead a bit of twenty four frames per second, mm-hmm. it's like twelve frames per second or something. Yeah, at least a lot of the time to you kind of tell. give it this like. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it looks really it looks cool, really good. Yeah, and I thought like the movement was like it. It kind of looked like very fluid, like more fluid than you'd expect mm. it to look at yeah. twelve frames yeah. per second. I was just like, because I what's love twelve like, frames a the... second. You're like, yeah, it's like it, half yeah. what you're used to. Yeah, it's half but... what a normal movie is. Yeah, so. But I just love how they were able to do all that, and it made made it look that good and not feel janky or anything. Mm. It just like the choreography is spectacular. It was almost like well, they had to just like have to map something off of that. Like they had to map this from something that people were doing in real life. Surely, I don't know if they did, but it looks like very yeah, just very fluid and very real to reality. Um, I like all that about it. Yeah, there's great character designs as well. Like I. I really, really love the look of Kingpin. I know that's like... He's a weird-looking guy. It's like <laughs> quite a controversial look. Like, I know yeah. a lot of people are really split on it, but I think what? he looks because so... Because he's big intri- and blocky. Yeah, because he looks very He looks different. like a Roblox. He, he kind of yeah, does, does, to be look fair. A bit. Yeah, but he, he looks, looks like, like that um, in the, in the like... He looks like that anyway, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he looks a bit like um, Kanye and Little Peep and that I Love It music <laughs> video. <laughs> Like he's wearing his own like little block suit thing. Well, he's a big man. He's big and strong. You want yeah. him to look intimidating. That's yeah, true. Yeah, I think a lot of people think he just looks too silly or that he doesn't like really look that like menacing. But I think he looks great. I think he mm-hmm. does look quite he is, he's creepy. He's like the size of a building. <laughs> yeah. Really great. A lot yeah. of really great character design, honestly. Mm. For everyone. You got like, what? Doc Ock, uh, Olivia Octavius. They gender bent for this one. Um, mm. It was fucking brilliant. Um, yeah, cool. You got like usually you're used to seeing, I guess, like Spider-Man Two, where like all the metal arms and that. But she's got like these kind of rubbery, uh, plastic yeah. tubing arms that look so good all the time. It's, and the way they're able to like move them around and like do stuff that obviously you wouldn't be able to do in like live action or like with the Sam Raimi movie. 
Um, even though I think they did a very good job in that movie, you don't get it's very fast paced and like all the fighting is like it's going like a million miles an hour at all times. And like sometimes maybe you could think that could be a bit like oh okay well oh, fucking hell, mm. but it it all fits very well within within the movie. Yeah, I also love how you got like um got the character of Penny Parker who's like a like got this anime sort of style to her. And I love that they just kind of went for something completely different with her. Like she really does look like she just ripped from an anime. Yeah, I think it like works really well in so it. Well, she's supposed to be like a gender bent Peter Parker. Yeah, John yeah, Chan, did, I, Japanese I, version. Yeah, no, I did really like um, really like get it. Well, I, mean, yeah. I got it, but I mean, I didn't like all get the it, um you know? spider like men characters are like from they do have their own comics mm -hmm. i believe penny parker's like an actual japanese one obviously you have spider ham which is like a kid's sort of comic yeah it's point. like a loot that sounds like a looney tunes thing isn't it is that what they rip it like off of you know when they're talking about probably because you got that bit at the end yeah. where he says that's all folks he's and like, like is he illegally legally? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i guess it's kind of true they probably own well, it they're also like referencing like dc as well and yeah movie, which i the first time i watched it was like then how to do that but yeah i mean they did it <laughs> so who's gonna stop them yeah. who's going to stop them it's out there now yeah yeah it's free advertisement guys you didn't have to do anything <laughs> yeah. I, I really like jake johnson as peter b parker who's um, yeah. a guy i know from the show new girl and i think he's very name. kind of perfect casting for that character just like this schlubby kind of uh out of style Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Um, but I think he has his own kind of comedy. Um, it's quite prevalent in the show New Girl, but it is like, I guess that's just his brand of comedy, but it works very well for the character. Like all, all, all that stuff with like, oh, I, I was... Like, this is me, I'm Peter Parker, and this is what I do. Like, I do that for basically all the characters, all the Spider-Man mm. characters. His one was definitely like the funniest though. Oh, what with the one where he's like eating pizza, eating pizza he's and like... crying in the shower, <laughs> <laughs> and he's working out, but he's not really working out. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I liked him. He was there. I was doing push-ups, getting strong. <laughs> <laughs> he like gets pulled through the the portal, the wormhole, and like his last thought is to grab a piece of pizza. <laughs> yeah, what a hero! <laughs> yeah. Really great, yeah. Really great, like effects and all that, and all the mm. stuff that you probably wouldn't be able to do with a, like a live, live action, action movie. You could do with animation and not have it feel weird and like off kilter yeah. that's what do it very well yeah that's <clears throat> yeah that's one thing i like about this movie that's because it looks like something straight out of a comic book i feel like no rules apply you know what i mean yeah. like you can just do whatever and it that's looks fine yeah. yeah i love a lot that. Of, like weird like perspective shots when they're like i actually really like all the stuff they did with like when spider-man like walks up walls or he's like on the ceiling or whatever and mm -hmm. it'll like shoot that in a way that i don't think we've seen all that much from other spider-man movies before by the camera angle in such yeah. a way. Oh, it would go like. Yeah. It, I just realised that no one like, can see this what is I'm doing. gravity a bit more than other Spider-Man movies have done before. Yeah, obviously, like just making it animated allows like so much more freedom <clears> in terms of like the weight of what you're doing and like the speed of how everything moves. So like the action sequences feel so much more like vibrant and like fast paced than I feel like you could have done. Um, in live action. Yeah, but like, could you imagine doing Spider Ham in live action? I feel like that would be like really weird. But yeah, yeah cool. that's why they didn't. <laughs> I don't know if Spider Ham came into what No Way Home. 
was yeah no that's not, it's just like what but i go what the fuck <laughs> what are you doing here you're saying about um jake johnson in the film i think like just generally all of the acting is fantastic yeah. Um, like Shamik Moore's Mars Morales is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Mahershala Ali as um, Uncle Aaron. Yeah. See Brian Terry Henry um, as Jefferson Davis, who's Mars's dad. He mm-hmm. is incredible I love in the movie. His dad. He, he has cool. that. There's that fantastic, fantastic scene where he goes to like talk to Miles, and he's like behind the door, and Miles is like taped up to a chair. Yeah. He's like talking to him through the door. It's like tearing it's up. So sweet. Like, yes. And I was just like imagining him in like the recording booth, like saying these words. I'm like, it's it's a fantastic performance. He really gets across the emotion that he needs to get across. Yeah. Um, with a very fraught relationship, and like they, I guess they don't talk all that much. And it's said from like the offset. It's like done with like a funny joke where like he's like, "Say I love you, Dad," and like embarrasses him in front of all the people at school. But it's like. I guess they don't have that relationship and they are more closed off with each other and maybe they don't let each other in with what they're feeling all the time. But ultimately, I guess they get in like, because he's a cop, he doesn't like Spider-Man. He thinks he like works against the law. But I really love, I almost like cried at the part where like Miles is fighting Kingpin and his dad comes into the facility and like he just gets beaten up. Um, Miles gets beaten up by Kingpin and then his dad just stands there and he says, get up, Spider-Man. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. He loves Spider-Man yeah. now. <laughs> I think the first time I saw this, like, I spent like the second half of the movie just crying <laughs> nonstop. It it's, just really, yeah. really got to It was quite moving, me. to be fair. Like, it's, very, it's a very emotional movie, but it is also like, you're showing me something that I haven't seen before. I always love that in movies. That's why yeah. I, like, like when I saw Wolfwalkers in the cinema, I just like started crying from the offset because it was like it was so beautiful and like it's just not something that I'm used to seeing. And when you can do something like that, I think it it deserves a place and it it stands out very well. It's not just because it looks great; it's obviously yeah. a bonus. But they've managed to tell a really succinct, very well thought out story as well that stands probably far above any of the other Spider-Man stories I've seen be told yeah i, yeah. I like oh, in I cinema i, I think it spider. helps the this film i think really gets across the point of spider-man better than any of the other spider-man mm-hmm. movies it's like the one that seems to understand the character the most kind of like understands like the whole idea of the character and how he's you know the fact that he has these superpowers and can like swing webs and stuff it's not really all the character is the character's kind of like just a good guy there to help people yeah. it's obviously called your friendly neighborhood spider-man that's kind of what he is he's there to help people and that's yeah. i feel like what this movie's kind of getting across is that like anyone can be spider-man you just have to you know Believe be good <laughs> and yeah that was like a really things. a great juxtaposition like right at the start i think when um what is it he says he says um I think it was like the, the Peter Parker that died. He says, there's only one Spider-Man and you're looking at him. And that contrasts to at the end when Mars is saying, like, anyone can wear the mask, you could wear the mask. And it's like, it was like a point where like, it was said that Peter Parker, it didn't matter like who he was. It just happened to be that he got bit by the spider and it could have happened to anyone. Yeah. yeah. 
It's true, isn't it? One of my um, favourite scenes in the movie is actually um, Stan Lee's cameo, (coughs) where like Miles goes to his costume shop to get a Spider-Man costume. He's like, what if it doesn't fit? And Stan Lee just goes, it always fits. What? No, we're not going to talk about that bit where it's like no refunds, no exchanges (laughs) ever. Yeah, it was capped (laughs) off by a really funny joke. (laughs) Yeah, it's a really, really sweet scene. Yeah, it is. And there was like really lovely, like right after Stan Lee's death, as well, yeah, this came out. I think it was oh, the last really? thing he recorded as well, yeah, before he oh, died. That's quite uh wholesome and a kind of fucked up. Kind he of was way. the only person that they actually traveled to him to record his lines, everyone else had to do it in a studio. But I think because mm-hmm. he was quite ill, they actually went to him. I mean, I mean, he is yeah, the Marvel guy, you kind of can't not, you know, <laughs> Marvel dad. yeah, Marvel daddy. Yeah. Apparently, because all the animators wanted to animate Stan Lee. Like any time there's like a shot on like a bus or just like the oh, streets, well, they just animated them, him on it. they've just put him in it. Oh, so it's like hundreds of Stan Lee just like <laughs> that's great. sprayed yeah. throughout the movie. I like that. Was like the the scene when like they storm the facility and they try to steal the computer and like all that stuff is like great and like how they are able to like pace it. It's it's a really well paced movie. I was like worried that like maybe this time around. I'm like, I don't know how many fucking times I've seen this movie, I swear to God. But I'm always worried, like, maybe it won't, like, hold, well, up, hold up, or maybe, up. like, the, the pacing can suffer or something, or, like, uh, how long will it take to get to the Spider-Mans, and that's what you're, like, yeah. really gunning for. But it just goes with it, like, the whole time. It's so good. It's so good. It doesn't have a dull moment in it. And, like, mm. just love them, like, going into the facility and all that, and, like, all the stuff they're able to do with, like, the reveal of, like, Dr. Octavius and, like, her arms and all that, and, like, all the invisible stuff that Miles is able to do and like him learning how to swing on the spider webs and I really want him to all say, the stuff go with the bagel. Web, go. <laughs> <laughs> so they, like he's like step step three, I take a bagel. And like he actually does it at the end and he takes the bagel and someone's like, He took the bagel. <laughs> That's so good. This film is really hilarious. Yeah. It's such a funny, <clears throat> funny movie. Um it was co written by Phil Lord, who <clears throat> um was one of the writers um, and directors of the Lego movie, um, wrote Cloud Over Charts and Meatballs. He's okay. like a really great writer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like him a lot. Um, this is better than those, I think, uh, yeah. for my own personal preferences. Although I do really love the Lego movie, that's one of my favourite. I've not seen movies. that Cloudy movie, so I'm not even going <laughs> to comment. I've only seen it once, I don't think <laughs> yeah. I liked it that much. But... I like the Lego movie quite a bit. Yeah, I don't think I would because it's so stupid. But like... yeah, why do they all start like beating Miles up? Like in I, uh, the spider cave, they're like, you can't join us if you can't like get up after your hit. But like, <laughs> they, and then just like start beating the shit out of him for no reason, and like nobody else has to go through that initiation. <laughs> Imagine if they started beating up the fucking Japanese spider girl. Probably because they've already like no, yeah, gone they've already established their what they. But they didn't know that he hadn't. Yeah, he that's true, just said, actually. Yeah, yeah. Also, it's probably because he said that he hasn't. Yeah. And because yeah, he's well, clumsy, yeah, yeah. Well, rookie move. Yeah, in what situation? You don't give yourself up, Miles. Yeah. Like, <laughs> then he lies and he says, yeah, I made this suit. It's my suit and I made it. It's like, no, you didn't. You spray painted it, but you I mean, didn't make I, it. <laughs> do you know what? I actually, he has my favourite suit. I was it's thinking about it. It's yeah, great, it's my favourite yeah. one. But I think it's because, not because it looks like much different, but I think it, I, I just like the spray like paint mm-hmm. elements and so I just think it looks cool like my the gradients one. and all that yeah, it, yeah I like it a lot it looks spray painted yeah, yeah it's sick <laughs> they made a, a Miles Morales game not that long ago it's like a mm-hmm. follow up to that Spider-Man game I really want to play it 
I don't even no, know. I think it has that same suit in it. Well, you would hope yeah, so if it's yeah. his his. Uh, yeah, because you know, he's game. in that Spider-Man game. He's like one of the playable characters, and he gets mm-hmm. bitten at the end of it. Oh right, yeah. I, I'm I'm just still looking at um. I just opened up that article where uh, Chris told me the other day about like that villain called the Spot, and I cannot stop thinking, yeah, the why sequel. the fuck would you call the villain the Spot? Sounds like sounds like mm-hmm. a pirate movie thing. Spider-Man had a lot of really weird shit villains like throughout the history of comics. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. They probably you got to run out of ideas at some point, I suppose. <laughs> just like a bunch of villains that are like named after animals. Like, yeah, just octopus one and oh, uh, yeah. scorpion one and the vulture one and rhino <laughs> goblin. Oh yeah, the rhino, rhino one. <laughs> yeah, all, all these animals that yeah. he has to fight. <laughs> and then there's it's just quite, the spot. They goofy. were like, fuck it. It's goofy. <laughs> But I mean, they know that Spider-Man's goofy. Yes, but right? yes, but I think he's like, the, yeah, I reckon he's probably like the goofiest of the superheroes. Well, like, he's a funny character. He's like a kid. He's supposed yeah. to be a kid, I guess. Which is why I guess it kind of works. Yeah, I mean, Deadpool was like based off of him because like, mm. his whole thing was Deadpool always to make just quips like and stuff. Yeah, I think yeah. Deadpool was like, let's take Spider-Man and make him swear and stuff. Oh. And that was like the point of him. No, I mean, yeah, fine. I don't I do, really yeah. have any gripes against Deadpool, really. No. Not as a character. No, yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, it's, it's a bit like saying, I love Venom, but I don't love the Venom movies. I love Venom and the Venom movies. <laughs> do you I know love... what? If, wait, is, if there's, is there a third one coming out? Oh, there will be. Knows? Because that's got to go on the trilogy list, doesn't it? The terrible, terrible Venom movies. Nah, it doesn't have to. Please. Going back to this movie, I really love the music throughout. There's a lot of like mm-hmm. usage of hip hop and stuff. Yeah. I think there's yeah. a lot of like rappers like make songs for it. Like um, obviously Post Malone and Swali have that song Sunflower. Yeah, that's yeah. like quite a big bit in the film, which it's, I think is yeah, used really effectively. There's mm-hmm. quite a few. Um, I think Jaden had a song there. on there, which was actually yeah. pretty good. Yeah, Sunflower's the only one that I actually know the name of, but I'm so yeah. sure there's like at least ten or something. Yeah. I like that one where it's playing where he's like walking through it, where he's like walking somewhere and it's, oh, I don't even remember I'm what it was. I'm not scared of the dark. It's probably something yeah, like that. Yeah, I thought that one was yeah, sick Yeah, don't they fair. bring that back in towards the end where he yeah. like takes that leap of faith and he's yeah. like flying through the city. Yeah, I think oh, it's the same song. Such yeah. a sick, incredible scene. Fucking hell. He found himself yeah. and I like that. That was sweet. How do I know I'm ready? You don't know. Wow, it's a leap got... of faith. It's a leap of faith. And that comes back again when like... Yeah. Peter B. Parker, he's like, what if I don't like do well in my dimension? Like, I can't like. What if I fuck it up? What if I fuck it up? And he's, he's like, it's a leap of faith, and all he's that like, going yeah. into it's like, yeah, <laughs> that's a lot of what it takes to be a hero in the in the movie. I think it's just trying to trust yourself and trusting that you kind of have I, it in you. I, I can't. That's what I kind of like about Spider Man. It seems very like. He's a guy who fucks up a lot. Yeah, it's it's like yeah. not overtly like, oh, I'm a superhero and therefore I'm brilliant and great all the time. He's like constantly mm-hmm. like learning about yeah. himself. Yeah, like, he's oh, like, like a person. Yeah. Whereas, you know, like he's not like a four, like four is like a fucking yeah. demigod or whatever, you know? Yeah, or like Superman who's literally like a race. He has everything. Races, yeah, like yeah. That's why I like yeah. that Spider-Man. He's just—he feels like a normal, average. Yeah, he person. feels like, re- not relatable. You look at Spider-Man but... and you kind of see yourself in a way. I guess he is relatable mm-hmm. then. Yeah, yeah he, he just is seems, relatable. He seems like the most like uh, believable. I would say, like you know, like if someone—I don't know—if someone tomorrow turned out to be a Spider-Man copycat, I'd be like, okay, 
I could see that happening. Like, you know, but obviously you wouldn't be able to like fly or anything, but I could see it happening. Like vigilantes going out just in like Spider-Man costumes, beating the shit out of like robbers and stuff. So what's going to happen when the uh, fuel crisis reaches its peak and we're all mad maxing it down the road? Yeah, people can <laughs> like Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> we laugh, but it's it's coming. Driving Mini Coopers <laughs> with the roofs ripped off. Yeah. <clears throat> Taking off like the Audi symbols from the bonnets and stuff. <laughs> uh, one other thing I wanted to note: I really loved that they have the Spider-Man free dance at the beginning. Yeah. Oh yeah. That bit cracks me up every time. It's great. Do you it's know great. how I love Spider-Man through? I'm not even gonna pretend yeah. that I don't. It's <laughs> I think... so ship. I love it. So the first time I yeah. saw it, when I saw that they had that in it, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be a good movie." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I see. If this was me, I might have seen it the other way. I might have been like, "Oh, this is a bit of a." A reference mm-hmm. to bring up the worst movie of the uh, mm-hmm. the whole like franchise. This was like when Nicolas Cage was like coming back as well. I think everyone was like Nicolas Cage is in good movies again. Yeah, apparently yeah. Chris Pine is one of the Spider Mans as well, but yeah, I don't he's know the which one. one. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Because I saw yeah. him on the on the like the, really the car sheet, and I was like, what? Really good. He did a good job, yeah. I think I really like Nick Cage as well. Like, yeah, he's as Spider Man Noir is like obsessed with the Rubik's Cube and all that. <laughs> I'm taking this cube back. All with these me. like weird like <laughs> turns of phrase that he uses because he's like in the 50s, 1940s, is it? Uh, yeah, beating up Nazis yeah. and all that. It's like, you're yeah, hard boiled, uh, turtle slapper. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was fucking funny. I was, yeah, for me, it just felt like so like left field. Like, I've only seen the film like once before, but. Surely you would yeah. remember a line like that, but yeah. I didn't. Like I thought it was so funny. When he like leaves, he's like, "I'm taking this Ruby's cube. I don't understand it, but I will." And it's like the only thing that's coloured as well. Like yeah. it just takes it back with it. <clears throat> the next movie you got um Spider-Man 2099. He's played by Oscar Isaac. So that's gonna oh be yeah, pretty cool. that was something we were talking about last Ooh. night, wasn't it? Yeah, interesting. Oscar Isaac is slowly making his way to the uh, Marvel everything. Like, he's slowly yeah. going to be in every Marvel uh, thing ever. They Disney plus him. They did. He's now the face of Disney Plus. <laughs> no. no, Oscar. No, don't do it. What you, you used to be in great movies. You were in Ex Machina. You were the chosen one. You were in Inside Lewin Davis. Remember when you didn't got Disney Plus? Remember your origins. Ex Machina. Oh my God, I fucking love that film. I need to pick that for a free throw at some point. It's a great one. What a movie. Ratings. Yeah, yeah we'll, yeah, we'll go yeah, ratings. It. It's very late. Um, Let's uh oh fuck uh let's write out a Rubik's cubes. Cool. Yeah, this is a perfect <laughs> yeah. movie. This is like one of the best movies of the last decade. Easily best superhero movie for me. Like it's just I think overtaken Dark Knight for me, which says a lot because that's like oh, one wow. of my favorite movies ever. Never but thought I'd ever hear that. In a I really really love this movie. I think it's just so beautifully made in every way. I give it an easy. 10, what was it? Rubik's Cubes yeah. out of 10. I don't want to hear anyone ever say that this movie is less than a 10 Rubik's Cubes out of 10. It does everything it needs to do. <laughs> it is the perfect fucking movie. It just is. Like, what can you, like, what can yeah. you say about it? Like, oh, I don't even, I don't like Spider-Man. Or like, it's just, it does what it needs to do. And it does, it, it's so stylish. It's, it's, it's really well written very emotional and like very involving and i think like it is like probably it might be the best superhero movie but my own personal preference is it's definitely up there it's not my favorite but it's up there for sure and yeah 
love it so much. Best Spider-Man movie, 10. You don't want to hear anyone say it's less than a 10. Don't watch my message review of it. Oh, to be fair, no. I was going to give it ever so slightly less, but not for any other reason than just um, there were like parts of it that I just like didn't uh, quite retain. But that's not a fault of the movie. That's a fault of my stupid, shitty brain. I'm going to give it eight Rubik's Cubes out of ten. It'll probably go up like the, uh, the next time I watch it. But Didn't yeah. you rate it a five on Letterboxd? I might have. Did I rate it a five on Letterboxd? Well, if I did, just just ignore everything. Uh, that I said. It is. Like I said, my brain's shit. Yeah, and I can't... Oh, fuck, fuck it, no. whatever. Fine, it's a ten, whatever. What? <laughs> I don't fucking know anymore. What? <laughs> I can't even remember what I rated it, yet alone. Well, what is it then? <laughs> Give it a nine. I'll go in between. Go in between what I said and what okay, I didn't say. Fine. Okay. You're wrong, but So for everyone uh, for everyone who listens to this podcast, my brain doesn't work, so there you go. That's all you need to know. It's okay to be wrong sometimes. Watched it on four K as well. We watched it on four K. It looked really fucking good, but uh, I, I still don't know the difference between like but this is just a an average human being's watching of it didn't look much different to how a Blu ray would look for me, but I I don't know. Maybe I just I'm oh, a peasant with peasant just, eyes, you know. You really don't care about being wrong today. <laughs> I just don't know what was I was meant to be like, um, you know, like what was it's meant to be advanced. But, it's but four I, times better I, than that means 1K. No, that means nothing to me. I don't know what any of that means. It just looked good. Yeah, you're right. You're damn right. It did. It did look really fucking good. <laughs> if I showed you a side-by-side comparison of like, the yeah, do you know what? Maybe that's what I, you'd know. Yeah, I think that's what I needed because yeah. I'm to the to the uncultured eye. I guess you you wouldn't know. I don't think. Cool, that's that. Free for all done. It's like is. eleven at night. Um, oh shit, we need to spin a wheel. We gotta spin a wheel. This is the wheel that we spin when we gotta watch some movies next week. <laughs> it's gonna tell us what movies we're watching next week. We're not watching them together again. Mm. Um, sadly, but uh, that what, is what, sad. the, what can you do? Now nah, I'm going to watch them with Max. <laughs> Can if you want. <laughs> sure, I could. Yeah. So what are we doing on the next one? Let's come up with one we've already done. Oh, what do you mean? Why, why didn't you take it off the I list? I don't know why it was still on there. Oh, oh. my God. So Darcy well, and Chris great. can be wrong in the same podcast. That was our one we did right at the beginning. That's David Fincher, maybe. Oh, that would have been sick again. That was though. ages ago. But, yeah, it was. Another one? Post-Renaissance Disney movies. No, do it no. again. Yeah, we, we already did a Disney one. Did Disney a couple yeah, I don't weeks think we could hey, do Disney. that. Don't want to do it anymore. Take that off. <laughs> Stop Disney plussing yeah. us, Chris. <laughs> Anime. Okay. Okay. I can deal with that. Doing anime movies next one. We're going to pick three animes. Three animes. Stay tuned for that. We've got social media. YouTube is a Sunday movie marathon. Twitter is at Sunday Movie Pod. Facebook is at Sunday Movie Marathon. Letterbox is at Sunday MM, capital S, capital MM. I definitely didn't say that very succinctly, but whatever. You gave it, you gave it a good go. It's really late. It's really, really late, late, guys. We do this for you. And yeah. For you. We alive. do it for you. Only for you. Only for you. <laughs> <laughs>